Good afternoon and welcome back to Sporting Area. I'm Lakey and I'm joined by my uh, my partner in crime, Mr. Arv. Me too. Hello, Arv. You all right? Hello, Lakey. Hello, everyone. How are you doing today? You all all right, guys? Good, good. And our special guest today, I'm going to let him introduce himself because uh, he's going to do it so much better than me and Arv could. So, so Nick, I'll let you introduce yourself. Go for it, mate. Well, first and foremost, thank you very much for having me on the show. Um, I'll introduce myself as Nick Manners. Leeds, former Central Area light heavyweight champion, undefeated as a um, area champion, and a very, very, very proud advocate of our sport of pugilism. 
there you go. I said I couldn't do it better oh, than that. I mean, that was that. I think, we, yeah, that's mind-blowingly brilliant introduction by Nick. There, thank you for oh, coming yeah. on, Nick. We're 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 at this absolutely, you know, honour to have you on the show. Um, thank you, Nick. It's 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 really good to have you on, and we're looking forward to having a chat with you. I know, talking off air, you know, we've heard some of your little stories, and um, I've got tummy ache from laughing. It's been it's been that funny, but um, what we want to find out from you, Nick, is obviously a little bit about you, really, so the listeners can get an understanding of you as the man, the boxer, and um, what the first question i've got for you is um how did uh, i was going to jump straight in i mean how did you get into boxing obviously you, you won your central area title and you're undefeated like having you fought some great fighters but how did how did boxing come around for you how did you find boxing how did boxing find you um good morning Al. good morning good morning um, and good morning good morning to the listeners as well and i hope that um you understand part of my story part of my story is the same as so many many people up and down the country Boxing was a way of survival for me, a way of hope. Um, unfortunately, growing up in the... Um, I was born in the 60s. Um, but unfortunately, growing up, um, we had to battle a little bit more than a child should have done. And some of the scrapes that we had along the way, um, let's just say the justice system didn't treat a lot of the people from the lower, lower classes of society very well. Mm-hmm. I think they'd rather put them in prison than put them in um, some kind of rehabilitation cycle yeah. but to cut a long story short every time I raised my hands and threw a punch in self-defense I ended up in trouble in prison wow. um, I went to unfortunately I went to prison but um, I say unfortunately I don't 100% regret it to tell you the truth because you know something mm-hmm. um, I learned a lot I learned a lot about myself and I learned a lot about trying to control myself and I realized that well, myself and my family realised that I was on a spiral going nowhere, earning nothing. Now, I don't mean to be funny, and I don't mean to put anybody on the wrong way, but you have to survive. If the job opportunities and that aren't forthcoming to you, you've got to get something. If you want to, if you want the trainers, you had to get do something in order to afford the trainers. Mm. If you were stealing the trainers, you were um, stealing something in order to pay for the trainers. Um, but... Without going too far into it, I got into a situation where I got a two and a half year sentence. Um, I feel very, very... Now, some people might say, I feel very lucky to have got out of there because they sent me to 13 different prisons in one sentence. 13? Um, wow. 13 different ones. They sent me to so many. And they tried to get me done in. <laughs> they tried to get me beat up. Um, the amount of people that... Um, I'd go to one prison and the next thing you know, it's like, Manners, say what? I've heard that. I said, listen, I'm not here for any trouble. I just want to go home, this, that, and the other. Mm. But one thing that I've always thought about is self-defense. I'm not going to start no trouble with anybody. But what I do know is the rules of jail were you can't afford to lose. If you lose once, you're going to lose forever. Everybody's going to be at you. So Mm. I thought, they sent me to Armley Jail. And that was the first time I'd properly looked at a mirror, looked at myself in a mirror. And I saw that I I was like a piece of licorice, skinny. (laughs) <laughs> and I didn't realise, I didn't realise with my mouth and that, and my front, I didn't realise I was so skinny and so weak looking. So I spent four months doing press-ups, sit-ups, squats and training in that cell because I knew that the day that I came out of that cell, I had to come out ready. Anyway, next thing you know, I built myself up, built myself up, built myself up. And I thought, right, I cannot afford to get beat up in here because half the places that they were sending me, there was only one black guy, me. And then next thing you know, 
it'd be like they try the chalky jokes i'm not standing for that they try the this that and the, the other jokes i'm not standing for that and um, i developed while i was in the cell i used to wrap towels around my hand and i punch the wall punch the wall punch the wall punch the wall the police off um the prison officer come to the cell and say manners Get your head down. Stop doing that. Yeah, stop doing that. So well, I'm no, I'm not going to stop doing that. What are you going to do? Lock me up. I'm locked up already. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm there already. So what are you going to do? So I practiced that, practiced that, practiced that. And I actually developed a fantastic left hook, even if I say so myself. Even though, and I didn't even realize I was southpaw. If I'd have known I was southpaw, I'd have had another string to me bow. Mm. But um, anyway, to cut a long story short, my brother Colin came up to Durham after I'd been kicked out of another one and another one. Um, he come up to Durham and he said, Nick, look, this is looking a bit bleak and that it look, seems like every time you get a sentence, it's been more. And that three strikes and you're out rule was just about to come into play. And my family were concerned. So my brother said, what is your problem? And my problem was the same as loads of kids up and down the country. I had nothing to do, nothing to occupy my time between the hours of six o'clock and nine o'clock. Okay. Between six o'clock and nine o'clock was my witching hour. Um, in order for me to go out after nine o'clock, I had to earn some money before nine o'clock. So what we used to do, we used to have a run of um, warehouses that we used to do. And then we do it in a cycle every three months and that do one there, one there, one there, one there. And by the time we've gone, by the time we've gone to one place, by the time we've gone to one, um, done one, give it a month, we're ready for the next one, give it a month, ready for the next one. So there's a bit of a cycle. But um, I said between the hours of six and nine, I've got nothing to do. And that's when I end up doing something wrong. So he said to me, listen, I've, I've I've been going to a boxing club called St. Patrick's in Leeds. Why don't you come? That's seven o'clock till nine o'clock. And by the time you finish there, hopefully you'll have no energy um, and you'll be all right. Yeah. So I says, all right then. So when I came, when I got out of there, I got out there in the, uh, right at, pardon me, right at the end of August. And I did, and I'd had my, I had my first fight within three months. Um, and I think personally that what they did is, They'd seen this brash, cocky lad come in, thinking they were half, half decent already. And they went, I'll tell you what, let's test him out. So I ended up boxing in a Leeds Select versus Dublin Select at the Queen's Hotel um, in Leeds within three months of even putting a boxing glove on and going into a boxing gym. So was that amateur, was that amateur or was that professional? Amateur. Straight, amateur, amateur. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And um, say the truth, talk, that, I'll be honest with you, that was the first time... I'd ever had a fair fight in my life, ever. And my brother Colin and the rest of them, they'd kick me out of the changing rooms. You know, I mean, even though it was my first fight, they kicked me out of the changing rooms because I was farting, 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 and it was stinking out the room. And they were saying, What's wrong? I'm saying, I'm nervous, man. <laughs> and it was like, Get out. And I was saying, Hang on a minute, what happened to support and that? Get out, you stink. <laughs> so I ended up boxing. And um, I'll tell you what, I'll always remember the first fight because I always thought, I must have looked like Bruno, Frank Bruno. Um, because what I did is I went out and I just went, I give him a jab, give him a left hook, and he went down and he took the full 10 count. Wow. And I was stood in the middle of the ring and I was like, eh, what What happened there? And the referee's saying, get in the corner. I can't count until you get in, get in the corner. And I was like, eh? <laughs> and he was like, you get in the corner. I can't count until you get in the corner. And I do distinctly remember saying to him, he ain't getting up. <laughs> you know, he ain't getting up, you know, and he didn't get up. And um, I ended up winning my first four fights by first round knockouts. Wow. As an amateur. Wow. You know what I mean? And, and how old were you then, Nick, if you don't mind me asking? I was just coming up to 20. I was 19. Right. 19. Yeah, I was just man. coming up to 20. 
Mm. Okay. So, so in a way, then the boxing, it, 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 you know, obviously from your time in prison, um, you know, and getting released and then joining that club and having that first amateur fight. That's mm-hmm. when you. That's what when your life obviously had a bit of a turnaround. I presume then. Yeah, it had a fantastic turnaround because uh, I, I, I just like to talk the truth. I'm not trying to say it like I'm a hard man or nothing like that. But yeah. I'll tell you what, I, I did enjoy violence. I loved it, mm. loved it, loved yeah. it. You know, I mean, there's no better than turning around and. I don't mean it like a cycle truth. Um, if you're having a scrap, there's no better than chinning him and standing over him and going, go on then. You know what I mean? What? Yeah. What? <laughs> Next, yeah. And I don't mean it like I'm glorifying violence, but violence has been a big part of my life. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Controlled. Um, so to then stand in the middle of a, what's it called? In, in the middle of a boxing ring, like a gladiator, chin somebody and get a pat on the back and get bunged a few quid as well. You know what I mean? I'll tell you what, um, I've asked um, loads of, Loads of amateurs since, and I said, "Listen, did you ever get paid? Did you ever get paid amateur?" And they go, "No." I say, "Really?" I said, "Listen, I used to get fifty quid, hundred quid, fifty quid. They'd be bunging me money. Really? You know what I mean? Get yourself a pair of gloves, son. Get your pairs." And I was like, "Oh, thank you. Yeah. Oh, there must be something in it then." Yeah. <laughs> and um, but I think one of the things, one of my advantages, and I'll say it as it is, um, I think they thought they had a Bruno in me. When I say a Bruno, I'm on about a big black approachable guy yeah you know what i mean um you know friendly guy and that you know what i mean but i think where i think it was sometimes i turn into um a twat <laughs> and, just, you know, and just, I'd just i'd laugh and i'd bumble i'd bumble and i'd laugh but at the end of the day if there's something needs saying yes, i'm going to say it yeah, why not best way to be best way well, to be isn't it yeah nick, nick. Uh, yeah. Um, how, many, how many amateur fights did you have by the way i had 17 amateur fights and 17 professional fights okay and how did you get on? How did you get on in the amateurs? How did, how did you find it? Did, I found you... it. Um, I found. I, I tell you what, it's to a degree. With all, no disrespect to myself or my trainers and that. But what you've got to remember, and I'm sure that a lot of um, a lot of other fighters will feel the same way. To a degree, there were a lot of a lot of tough lads out there, and okay. there seemed to be boxing used to. For me, amateur boxing was in two categories. There was the ones who went on the England setup and were taught the fine noble art and that. And then yeah. there were the other ones who weren't expected to do anything. So they were just taught to fight, defend themselves, block a shot, mm-hmm. and have a good go. And okay. to a degree, although they tried to show me how to do the noble art, um, I don't know, I found it hard to learn that, because at the end of the day, one thing you've got to do, you've got to be able to 100% respect your trainers and respect yeah. the knowledge that they're giving you. Mm. And if they're telling you to throw this hook, and you say, well, hang on a minute, while I throw this hook, I'm 100% um susceptible to that bang so yeah. that don't make sense to me you know what i mean yeah. but um i've just um, gone off my track of thought there what was you on about about it i was asking about how many amateur fights you had and oh yeah yeah 17 amateur fights and i found i like the amateur thing but i just thought it would a bit too rush rush um you didn't have time to sit down and have a little think and maybe punch him in the mouth take a walk what i liked yeah. about the pros is you'd, you'd be able to punch him right in the lip step back have a look, see how they like the, like the taste of that, and then move on again, bang, bang them yeah. again, and you'd be appreciated for that. Whereas in the um, amateurs, if you threw two or three very, very good shots but didn't throw all else, and the other kid was um, vigorous and trying, the other kid's probably going to get that round because he's trying and he's showing showing a lot more, yeah. even though you've hurt you've hurt him and you're, you're controlling him, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what were you doing? What were you doing in the amateur? What was he doing in the amateur? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Threes, three threes, and that. Um, I remember I boxed. I boxed one. You know something? If I was to turn around and say the best kid that I boxed as, a, as an amateur personally was a kid from the northeast called Paul Hitch. Okay. I thought, yeah, I thought he was a really good. Um, he was a really good, well shaped. You know, he, he kept his form. He was one of them England internationals and this, that, and the other. Yeah. And yeah. um. To be honest, he was a good kid, and I lost on points to him and that, you know. I mean, it was a bit of a um, scrappy affair, but I think we both negated each other a little bit. Uh, okay. But, um, like I said, I think he deserved to win. I think he did enough to win, you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. So, so how did your um, professional, from the amateur, then you had the 17 amateur fights. How did yeah. um, how did you how did you begin your, your journey into the professional ranks? I mean, how did that All come right, out? now this is the story. Yes. So watch this. Yeah. So... I'd had a little bit of a dispute with my club, um, Bass St. Patrick's at the time, because Henry had just um, turned pro, and obviously Henry garnered and warranted a lot of attention because he was a super talent. Mm. But we had our ABAs that year, and I were like, listen, I don't mean to be funny, I'm not detracting from Henry and that, but I need some attention, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? I need some attention, and if you're not going to focus on me, I'm going to find somebody who will. So they didn't really think I would, so... I've always had a good relationship with the Sheffield lot and Brendan Ingle and that. So I went over to Brendan Ingle's and I said, listen. Oh, I'm did you? Yeah. I, I didn't know you boxed under Brendan. Uh, Nick. Mm, yeah. You know, listen, I listen, I went over to um, Brendan's and I said, Brendan, I'll tell you what, they're not taking no notice of me. Um, will you train me and that? And I'll represent Thomas St. Thomas's in the ABAs. So okay. he says, yeah. Because Thomas, um, Brendan, God bless him, was a bit of a rebel as well. And I think that first and foremost, he was for the, he was for the fighters. Yeah. He was for the fighters. Yeah. So anyway, next thing you know, we've rocked up to um, I, I was doing my secret training over in Sheffield and that. Um, I got my card and that from the gym. And then we'd done all the little bits of paperwork that says that I could turn around and transfer and box under St. Thomas's, um, unbeknown to St. Patrick's. So when I turned up at the um, ABAs and said, look, I'm boxing under St. Thomas's, this, that, and the other, I ended up boxing, I don't know if you remember a kid called Craig Joseph. That name um, sounds familiar. Yeah, he boxed Palmer Graham as a pro and that, but yeah. he were like he was decent. He was decent from Bradford anyway. Mm. And um, I know it's a bit what's it called, a bit uncalled for. But I didn't know how to motivate myself to fight in a boxing match unless I had a little bit of um, not wind up as an amateur. I didn't know. So what I did is I knew Craig, and we'd been on a trip to Germany before, um, Germ um, where we like England versus Germany sort of thing, GB versus Germany. Anyway, next thing you know, he'd beat our Colin on points um, the previous year. Yeah, and, I was like, and I was like, he can't beat both of us, no way. He's not going home with his other scouts and that. I've got to get revenge for my brother. So I've gone in, what's it called, changing rooms before, because I was thinking, how can I fight him? He's been pal. <laughs> <laughs> so I've gone in changing rooms beforehand and I give him a body shot. You know? <laughs> you know? In the changing room? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I've given him a body shot, boom, and I've gone, right, you've got a reason to fight now, let's fight. Because <laughs> I knew that he was going to try and run. You know? <laughs> you know, we hadn't we had sought since. But anyway. <laughs> but the thing is, it was, I know it, it was family pride. Yeah. So I was thinking, well, how am I going to wind myself up? So I'm like, right, listen, my brother comes first. So I've gone in and asked, Craig, what? Boom. We've got a reason to fight now, you know? <laughs> so I beat him anyway. I beat him in, in, in the ring anyway. And then um, he went on to have a decent career, actually. He's a very, very good singer. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, we do talk, actually. I'm only messing. We do talk. Good He's a good lad. Good. He, understood good. It. he, he forgave you, know you for the body shot in the changing room. That's good. Yeah, yeah. It was the body shot that did, I think. You know what I mean? Because he didn't expect, um, to a degree, a lot of them, a lot of the guys do boxing. Mm. A lot of some guys do boxing. Whereas there's a few of us that take it serious. And like, even though you might not reach the heights, you've still got serious intention when you go in there, whether you're fully fit, whether you're half fit, whether you're firing on all cylinders, you still know that it's a serious sport. And you know what? You better get out of there in one piece or you better fight. Yeah. You know what I mean? Fight yeah. to totally agree. Totally yeah. agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, okay. So, obviously, like, did you stay with Brendel, uh, Brendel? Brendan? When, um... No, no. Blame Johnny Nelson for that. So, watch this. <laughs> myself, myself and Tony Booth were supposed to sign contracts. Do you remember the year that um, Carlos de Leon Boxed Johnny Nelson and the ball draw. Yeah, I do remember. Yeah, I remember that, that one. Right. Well, I was there, and I was sat um, the seat behind Michael Watson just before he boxed Nigel Ben. That was the same year as well, I think. Yeah. Anyway, all the same region, mm. um, same area, um, same time. So mm. I was sat behind. I remember uh, Michael Watson because he had this sheepskin coat with a like a white fur, like sheepskin collar kind of thing. Oh, the guy looks slick. Anyway, I've seen pictures of him in know. that. Actually, I've seen him. In, there's lots of pictures of him in that with that that coat. Yeah, years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. flying jacket, that cream. Yeah, one, so like yeah, 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 yeah. Nice one, yeah. nice one. Yeah, and um, brilliant. Listen, I met him. I met him at a show not so long ago. Well, about two years ago, and I was doing um, some commentating and comparing on the show. Mm. And I met him, and and one thing I was able to do was, uh, which I'm so glad about, I was able to pay tribute to a fantastic. Um, sportsman, oh, he he was he was as brilliant. You know what I mean. Mm. I, I love you, Vance. Good, good fighter as well. Oh, you know, I, I, put, I always said you, Ben and you, and, you know, all of them. Yeah, very yeah. unlucky. That's all. You know, but there, can I tell you, you something? Do you know what? Do you remember a few years ago? Now I might be call me superstitious, call me a bit strange. People do, but watch this. <laughs> um, do you remember a few years ago? And there was a a little bit of a phenomenon where people were unfortunately dying because of the ring exploits. Do you remember there was Michael Watson got it, Bradley Stone got it, such and such got yeah. it. It's all happened yeah. all at once, didn't it? Paul, yeah. Yeah. Paul Ingle. Yeah. Paul Ingle. And yeah. you know, at the time, like at the time, like you wouldn't say a year after, at the time, I was asked, Nick, do you get scared? Um, do you get scared about that situation? Do you worry about that situation? Why do you think it is? And you know what I turned around and came to the conclusion of at the time? I turned around and said, you know what? The one common denominator that I see in all of them fights where them fatalities or them serious injuries occur is that the people, whether it's Spencer Oliver, whether it's Paul Ingle, whether it's this, that and the other, the fighters are saying, I'm doing it for the people. They take on the responsibility of the crowd and the nation mm. against their opponent, whether it was Paul Lingle against Naz, whether it was Michael Watson against Eubanks, whether it was um, Spencer Oliver trying to fulfil the, the the dreams of the Cockney faithful, you know that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. They were honestly they were doing it for the people, and some of the things that they said beforehand, I'm prepared to die in there. I'm like, I'm like, listen, be careful what you wish for. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, some of that, and I was thinking maybe they're just going so far obsessed with winning on behalf of the people mm. that they're forgetting that actually it's a boxing match that's a really good yeah, point I mean, actually because when you think about like um nigel ben and gerald mcclellan that was a very similar kind of there was a lot of that yes, going on prior that to that wasn't there yes mm. you know psych mm. psychologically mm. what is in your head and how you rationalize can sometimes affect how your body works 
and what affects your body. Mm. And you know what I mean? And what makes your body vulnerable. Now, them guys all turned around and they went above, beyond and past what was expected of a fighter in that ring. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean? Definitely. Yeah. I mean, you know what you mean. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah. Brutal. And sometimes what they do is they stay up. They stay up. Um, they'll stay up. They'll stay in there for ego's sake mm. rather than, you know, take a knee like mm. Bruno. Bruno had that um, stiff leg effect. As soon as Bruno got hit, Bruno didn't have a bad chin. No. Bruno had a bad reaction to good shots. That's yeah. right. You know what I, I mean? I agree with you because you know what? I'm saying that he didn't have a bad chin. He just had a bad reaction because when he was hit, he didn't go down. No, he very rarely hit No, he didn't go didn't down. Very Listen, rarely. I'm not, being, I'm not being funny in that, but let me tell you something. I I used to always get the Bruno... Well, I used to either get the Bruno effect or the Tommy Hearns effect. Mm. Okay. <laughs> right. If I'd get licked and my legs would either lock and I'd be like, right, come on then, but my legs are locked and that. You know, and I'm, and, or... Um, I'd get licked and my legs would wobble like a bloody horse's, like a foal, yeah. a newborn foal. Listen, when I first started boxing, they'd throw punches and miss and my legs would tremble because they were so weak. I had to mm-hmm. turn around and do a Holyfield thing. You know, just start building up my legs, building up my legs, building up my legs, yeah. just to turn around and get that strength in my legs. But um, I, I'll tell you what, um, unbelievable. it's unbelievable the, the depths and the lengths that some people will go in the name of boxing. What I turn around and say is, if you turn around and concentrate, pardon me, if you turn around and concentrate 100%, you won't, you won't take any more punishment than you need to. You know, you won't take any more because you'll give it all anyway. You'll give it all and you'll be able to walk and talk and go. It's, and obviously, it's, there's a lot of luck involved. There's a lot, a lot of luck and a lot of fate because yeah. we don't, nobody knows what's going on inside your body. You know what I, I mean? Totally, yeah. totally yeah. agree when you yeah. say that. A lot of luck, you know. I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Bruno, when you say about Bruno, I mean, going back, I mean, even those shots he took against Tyson in both of those fights, he didn't, I don't think, he never went on the deck, did he? He stood up, he was always upright, wasn't he? he just, uh, and look at his face, look at his face, oh, yeah. if you look at his face, even though he's getting bust up in that, in his eyes, you can just see, oh, effing hell. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was uh, the perfect example, wasn't it, when uh, he fought Tyson? Yeah. Didn't yeah. go down, did he? I mean, that time, Tyson was knocking everyone, you know, Sparker. And his even. body language afterwards, it was, it wasn't fear, it was, it was just sort of like, um, a little bit of disappointment, a little bit of, oh, I wish I could have done more. Yeah. yeah. You know yeah. that? Yeah. I, I, when people turn around and ask me who my motivations were in boxing, I'll put Frank Bruno, Tommy Hearns, yeah. and my brother Colin. Well, okay. You know what I mean? Um, first and foremost, Frank Bruno for his work ethic. Tommy Hearns for his um, ability to turn around and he's not bothered. He'd take you out like yeah. an assassin. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. And then, uh, and then, and then I call him for his um, humility, his hard work, and everything that I didn't do. <laughs> I used to come in. We'd be in the gym. We'd be in the gym, and we used to have, we used to have as wars as well. People had stopped. Um, they'd stop watching what they stopped doing what they're doing to watch me and I call him spar. And they'd be like, ah, what's wrong with you two? Have you done something wrong to each other? You say, nah, nah, nah. Might as well. If anybody's going to hit him out, it might as well be me. Yeah. And um, and I call him a bit same. You know what I mean? It's and, unusual um, as well, because we spoke to um, Isham Pickering uh, a couple of weeks yeah. ago, and he's got a couple of couple of lads, brothers, they're twins. I can't remember their names mm. now. God, that's really bad. Um, was it Danny and... Oh, God, can you remember of? That's terrible. I've forgotten their names. But anyway, yeah, yeah, I, can't, I, I, can't I can't remember, remember their name, the... and I feel terrible now. Mm. They're really nice lads, mm. and we had them on the show, and we were chatting to them. But they're twin brothers. Are they yeah, They're turning pro. Um, oh, right, right, But they're right. twin brothers, but he was saying that he, when, they, when they spar in the gym, he has to kind of get them to... To, to slow down a little bit because they can yeah. you know, they just 
they just go all out on each other. So similar to what you're saying with your brother, you know. Hundred percent, that Colin. Yeah. Well, you know what we used to do? We used to reenact like Tommy Hearns versus Marvin Hagler. I'm not. I'm not trying to big up me and our Colin and this that and the other. I'm not at all. But Colin was short, stocky. I was tall and spindly, mm. and um, we both used to try and take advantage of. Um, he'd try and get on the inside and rough me up. I'd try and keep him on the outside and rough him up. And uh, we used to have some fantastic spars. It used to be brilliant. You know, what I mean, mm. after four rounds, I was all his. The first three, <laughs> the first three four rounds, it was all mine. And I'd be like, oh dear. And I'd always make sure I get my first four rounds in because I know that he was coming. He <laughs> 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 was coming. And Colin had some ham. Colin had hands like anvils, man. But like you say, good experience, isn't it? And if it's your brother, then yeah, yeah why not go? Let me get back to it? sorry. Let me get back to the pro. Yes. So watch this. So I'm there's me and that Tony Booth, um, and we sat down. And what we were supposed to do, we were supposed to sign them green forms on that night after. Johnny Nelson had been heralded the new world champion, this, that, and the other. Mm. So, unfortunately, Johnny froze. You know what I mean? But I love Johnny Nelson. I'll tell you what it is. He's one of the best British boxers um, Britain's produced. He's a very talented guy. 100%. Very, very talented man. Mm. Mm. Um, very, very underestimated. And the fact that he went to heavyweight and beat some good heavyweights as well, you know. Yeah, that's also... forgotten. Yeah. That's totally so, forgotten. What I'm going to say... Um, so anyway, so Johnny, Johnny. To be fair, Johnny stunk the place out. He won't want to remember that. He would have stunk the place out. Mm. So, I remember though. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was terrible. So Brendan says to me, "All right, then." I said, "Brendan, listen, I'm not, I'm not signing pro with you, mate. I don't mean to be funny, but Johnny's just killed boxing in here for a while. And although I love Sheffield, Sheffield people aren't going to get behind me before they get behind one of their own." Yeah. And at the end of the day, I might as well go back home. I've got an option with Mickey Duff, so I'm going to go with Mickey Duff. Mm-hmm. And you know something, he gave me his, he gave me his blessings and things. I, w- I, w- I was going to refuse Mickey Duff. If Johnny Nelson had ever won, I'd refuse Mickey Duff and gone with Brendan. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah. I mean, so I, remember, that, I, I remember you being with Mickey Duff, but don't remember you being with, being with Brendan. How about that? Then? No, <laughs> no, I had one fight for Brendan as an amateur. Listen, Brendan tried to, what's it called? He, got a, he had some houses in Winkerbank. So anyway, next thing you know, he would try to chat us up and tell us about how he's going to have these houses and he'll have us live there and this, that and the other. So he yeah. took me to one house in Winkerbank. So we've gone inside and it was still had the acro, you know, the building stuff and they were plastering inside, but they were showing. And I was like, listen, I'll have top floor. I want that penthouse, me. I'll be taking that. So next thing you know, I've gone to the window and I've looked and I'm thinking, hang on a minute, this looks half familiar. So I'm looking and I'm looking. You know when you close your eyes and you're looking through your eyelashes and it goes all like semi-dark? Yeah. And I says, you know what? What's that house over there? And they're going, what do you mean? And he had a smile on his face, a bit of a smile on his face. Says, that house, that, that house looks familiar, you know? He went, no, no, no. I went, you know what? I says, Brendan, I come here every fortnight, man. That's the blues, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's the blues. I says, you don't want me. I can't live here. Opposite the blues, I'll be in it more than I'll be out of it. <laughs> So he started laughing and that. I says, nah, I says, I'm not staying here, Brendan. And so he said, nah, 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 not me. I might as well be in Leeds, mate. And anyway, he went, all right, all right, all right. I'll tell you what, you can come up here. So he's, he effed, he effed Tony Booth off and that. Tony Booth said, yeah, cool. And I was like, nah, man, not me, boy. I'm not coming from Leeds to turn around and um, sit, in, sit here opposite of Blues and that. <laughs> so next thing you know, he took me to his 18. He took me up Abbeydale Road to a place called Mill Houses. And it, it was four mile away from where Naz lived. Naz lived in somewhere called, I know they said Adel or something, but I can't remember what it's called, Sheffield. But he lived further up the road. 
um, Dern or Dan or something like Dan. I don't know. Anyway, this place had um, this place had what's the word? This place had um, swans, um, a little miniature railway. It was beautiful, and you know when you didn't say anything, it was peaceful. And I, I, I was so, I was so incredulous that you know I didn't believe it. I didn't. I couldn't believe that's where I was. You know what I mean? Because we came from shit, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, so next thing you know, I had to phone one of my friends, Wilbert, and say, Wilbert, come and drive over here and just have a look and just reconfirm something for me. You know, like what? No, just come over. Just come over. Here's the address, such and such. So he came over and he said, "What?" I said, "Am I dreaming?" I mean, what? He says, am I dreaming? He went, you daft twat. You brought me all over. <laughs> you brought me all. So listen, <laughs> I can't believe I'm stood here in a nice area like this and there's a possibility that if I do things well, I can live somewhere like this. Da -da 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 -da. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. And um, it was just unbelievable. But anyway, like I said, after um, Johnny messed up, I said, nah, man, I'm out. And I came back to Leeds and I signed with Nicky Duff with Henry Watt and uh, Michael Gale. Tony Silkstone, Denzel Brown, and Denny Mancini was there, so Denny Mancini took yeah. everybody else yeah. as well, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The master of the cup man, eh? Hey? <laughs> What's that yeah. of? Master master of cups. He was a good cup man, wasn't he? Denny Mancini. Yeah. Denny Mancini. Yeah. He was yeah. he wasn't yeah. just a good cup man. He was a he was a strength of a pillar of reassurance when you're in the um, in the corner. And mm -hmm. that's one thing that I've always turned around and tried to um um, emulate is that feel for your fighter. Try and give your fighter the right advice because I'll tell you something: yeah. the difference between the difference between you getting the best out of your fighter and just getting a part out of your fighter is how you have him approach the contest. Yeah. You can either have him um, if you turn around and go, "Ah, you'll do him. Don't worry." Da, 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 da. Well, hopefully you'll flip a coin, and if he does him, he does him. If he don't, he don't. But if you turn around and have some kind of strategy and talk to him and say, "Look," at the end of the day. I know that this is going to be hard and it is probably going to get hard because the kid that you're boxing is not a mug. Yeah. But you know something? I think given if you take if you take a matching for two or three rounds and there's certain punches of his that I don't want you to take, there's no need. You might think there's a gap, but there's not. That's He's strong when he throws that punch, whether there's a gap or not. But take your time. And I'll tell you what, in four or five rounds, you'll have calmed yourself down and then you can go to work. But for now, just keep your shape. Keep them basic shots, two or three shots. Um, don't overextend. Don't, you know, what I mean, just things that you'll you'll turn around and tell them little things and yeah. say, keep that shape and keep your hands there or thereabouts and that. Because the only thing, listen, a fighter thrives on hitting the target. Yeah. If you're not hitting the target and you're not hitting thingy, all of a sudden you have to think and think again. You don't think about not hitting the target. You think actually primarily about hitting the target. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if you're not hitting the target and you're not hit, if you if you're hitting elbows all night and you're hitting gloves all night, you know that you're um, doing something wrong and you're still wasting. You're not wasting your shots, but they're shots that are you're throwing them, but they're not effective. Yeah. But hopefully, if you're blocking them shots and catching them shots, at some point in time you're going to time him so that he can block, catch, counter, bang. You know what I mean? Yeah, brilliant. That's what yeah. I believe anyway. Totally, totally. I love the boxing part. I love the boxing part of it. And um, so you so you went back to Mickey Duff. Uh, so your first yep. professional fight was under Mickey Duff, then was it? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And, and uh, I mean, how did you find that? Um, how did you find that changeover from <laughs> obviously the amateur side of things, where you did not three well, three minute rounds to a professional, where I suddenly no hard guards and you know? 
Um, well, I don't even know if we have head guards when I can't remember us having head guards in the amateurs anyway. I know. Really? I mean, um, what, what year was your amateur, uh, Nick? Um, I think I was something like mm, mm, 89. Oh, he's giving his age. Maybe 89 to 92. I, I don't think they came out. They didn't come out in the 80s, did they? The guards. It was in the 90s when they. Oh, of course uh, it was for the Olympics, wasn't it? Back at what, the. Yeah. Um, oh, yes. Right, yeah, well, yeah, I couldn't. Forgive me. I, yeah, I, I remember we always. I remember we always we did wear head guards at some point, and I'm thinking to myself, well, but I there were more points there where I can remember as not wearing head guards because I used to think to myself, you know what? Because um, one of the things I used to think in my head was these guys, the majority of these guys that I'm boxing have got more experience than me. They've had the fights this time, the other. But what I'm going to do if I can give them one lick in the head and make them feel it. Mm. They might then turn around and take all that experience and keep it to themselves. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Instead of putting that experience on me. Yeah, but yeah. it's because you know something? One of the best advices that I ever was given about boxing was from my mum. Your mum? Yeah. Man, wow. So your mums are a font of all knowledge. So what did your mum impart? Yeah. She said, Tump them in the mouth. And make them taste their own blood. Nobody likes that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Nick, I thought it's, un it's unusual your mum saying that. Yeah. If my mum was around when I was boxing, I don't think she'd want to know. She wouldn't want to know any part of it or even give me any kind of advice, you know. <laughs> that's the only advice she gave me. And then um, that's the only, that's the, thump them in the mouth, make them taste their own blood, see if, see if them like it. Anyway, what would you like for Christmas, Mum? But yeah, I mean, <laughs> but How I was, was your mum a Well, I was going to say, surely your mum was probably relieved you took up boxing because obviously, like you said about your you early something. life, you know. Let me tell you something. My mum is immersed in God. Yeah, she trusts Jesus Christ. She yep. is one of them old school Christians who. First and foremost, she puts all her children, she puts her family, she puts everybody before Christ. Mm -hmm. So I respect that. And um, you know what it is? You know what I always used to do? Like we'd be fighting at Leeds Town Hall and um, there were one or two times when Mickey Duff, he'd phone me phone, where are you, Nick? Where are you? I said, I'm home. <laughs> said, listen, you need to be getting wrapped up. I said, listen, I'm only around the corner. <laughs> so what I'd do is I'd sit down with my mum and she'd pray. And it'd be like that Rocky thing. You know what I mean? Like when Rocky used to go down to that um, priest and get his... Oh, the blessing. Yeah, shout up at the window and get yeah. his blessing. Yeah. 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 And the thing is, though, mum would be... Um, the only thing that I used to wrinkle my eye at sometimes is that mum would, um, mum would pray for a good outcome for both of us. <laughs> Let me say mum. <laughs> drop a little bit more my way. She said, no, let the best boy win. Whoever does the best, make the talent show. Make the best boy win. If you're good enough, you will win. Like, fair no, because mum's fair. Wise mum's lady. always fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? She used to pray for the both, pray that we both come out um, healthy and harmful, um, harmless and that, you know what I mean? Yeah, good on her. Yeah. Sounds a wise lady. Yeah. Very wise yeah. Oh, She's a good woman. She's a good yeah, woman. Good Anybody woman. in Leeds will tell you. You know yeah. what I mean? She's a good woman, thankfully. So your first... Hey, no. Sorry, I've gone, mate. You were going to say yeah, something. Carry on, carry Look, on. I was going to say, on. so that first fight you had with Paul Murray then, um, Paul Murray. He would. Did you remember Paul Murray? I don't. Of might do. Oh, Paul Murray were a good lad. I don't like saying journeyman, but he were well travelled. You know what he did? He was good. I, yeah, I licked him in the first round, and that the guy jumped into a clinch with me and he whispered in me. He went, "Here, you'd have to hit like that. We're both going to get paid." 
I was in shock for five rounds. <laughs> I was in shock for five rounds. I had, I might as well have been boxing with a big question mark over my head because I was like, did he just say that? And then Denny Mancini, Denny Mancini even gave me a bollocking in between rounds and that. And I couldn't tell him what he'd said. And it wasn't until afterwards that I, that, um, I told him what he said. He went, you've been old man, they jobbed you. <laughs> you know, he said he'll want to be out. He's like that. He'll want to be out next week. But I was like, "Hey, we're supposed to be fighting in this same door." It like did you have to hit me like that? <laughs> we we'll both get, still get paid. And I'm like, "Hey, did you ever do that? Oh, did you well, try that, was, that one? Did you try that one? Him and Nobby Nobs and that. Uh, yeah, not, was, he with, was he with? Was he with Nobby Nobs half? Um, I don't think he was. was no, he was. He was burning him, no one. Birmingham guy. Good, good journeyman. Another good journeyman. He could have done yeah. than he did. Couldn't be, you know, yeah. goal. Well, I know that he was a decent kid as well, you know what I mean? But you know something? A lot of people do not understand the job and the challenge a journeyman, as they call them, a well-travelled oh, no. fighter has. Because a lot of these guys are so much better. Well, put it this way. They're not getting knocked out by anybody and anybody other. No, exactly. No. Exactly. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I see plenty of knock. Yeah, yeah, but I see. Yeah, but you know what it is. When it comes right down to it, I'm not bothered what anybody says. Whether it's a journey, journeyman, well-travelled fighter, or a top, a top prospect, ninety-nine point nine percent of fighters going there to get rid of them, get them out of there. Earlier, the better. Yeah, that's right. If yeah. the opportunity, yeah, if the opportunity comes, they'll try it. Um, they'll try to take you out. Whether you, whether you've been told, take it easy on him and all that. Nah, man, nah, get him out of there. That's true. That is. Of course, they are. Of course, mm. they are. Yeah, but I suppose you've got you, most respect, oh, most respect for them, them guys oh, totally. who um, take them licks like that. I mean, if you look at the resume, yeah, I mean, me and I have had sorry. long chats about his career. I mean, obviously, because I've had a yeah. hundred fights, so we've had long, long I, chats, I, I, haven't we? Yeah, I just want to say this, you know, I know it's not about me, it's about you, Nick, but you know, there was a time a lot of them fighters I could have probably had won, you know. I can, I, I can see, I can 100% believe that. Mm. I can 100% believe that. Mm. Mm. I, I, there's another, there's another gentleman I have. That we, yeah. we must call Peter Buckley. Oh, yeah. Oof. The legend. Um, Dean Br Peter Buckley, Dean Bramwell, yeah. Seamus Casey, yeah. um, Peter Dunn. Mm. Oh, absolutely. Christian Late. I was thankful yeah. enough to be in his corner for his, um, I think it was his 299th fight and that. Brilliant. Oh, and he won it. I never yeah. knew that either. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Christian Late. Yeah, yeah. I don't, if, I don't know if it was 299th or 199th or something like that. Still a lot but either no. way. <laughs> Still a lot. Oh, like listen. That. Can you imagine prepared? Listen, half the people, half the people, um, the punters, the public, um, don't realise some of the stresses and the head head mess that you get preparing for one fight. Yeah. Can you imagine prepared? Don't get me wrong. As you get more experience, you become more relaxed in the job. I'm sure, mm. but you still have to prepare. You yeah. still have to prepare. Yeah, and um, and you never know. Sorry, you no. never know what they've got in store for you because you know that I don't want to knock boxing and that, but. It's a serious sport. It's actually a blood sport. Yeah, and you know totally. something? I'll tell you what. I remember ages ago. Do you remember? I remember before they had them advertising. What's it called again? You know oh. them Toblerone, Toblerones there oh, that have on the side of the ring? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I remember before they had them advertising hoardings, you know. They didn't always have them there. Mm. You know what I mean? And I turned around and went like that. You know when they put them advertising triangles on? And I went like that. You know what? That's to that's to stop you falling out of the ring. Yeah. That's so the action stays quicker. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah. I was thinking that's not just about advertising. That's so that you don't 
you know, you don't roll out under the bottom rope and that they can get you straight back into action straight away. Because yeah. that it is, it, first and foremost, it's about a fight. And what a lot of people, I don't want to wit it on, but what a lot of people don't realise is that this ain't no Rocky film, mate. No. You know what I mean? No. The makeup doesn't come off afterwards. Them black eyes are black. That mm. blood that's swelling up his eye is real and has to cut either has to come out or has to subside. Mm. But you know, and the thing is, I'll tell you one of the things that um really got me about my own personal journey within boxing. Um I was serious when it comes to it. I apologize to nobody for knocking anybody out. I apologize to nobody at all. You know why? You'd like to have got this big black scalp under your belt, you know what I mean? And one or two people did. Yeah. But, you know what I mean? I'm telling you, I know for a fact that um, to the victor, the spoils. Yeah. Simple. Yeah. So really and truly, um, when you're going in there, and I always say to the boxers, whether it's Josh Warrington, whether it's somebody really further down the card, whether it's one of the amateurs, before we go out, <laughs> Josh thinks I'm ruthless, man. Because <laughs> <laughs> before we go out, there's one more check. And the check is this. You feel all right? Yeah. How's your hands? If your hands feel good? Yeah. If you're fit? Yeah. You feel fit enough? Good. Feel strong enough? Good. Any injuries, anything now that you want to tell us about that you're going to talk shit about afterwards? <laughs> right. So right then we've got no excuses. Everything's been done. Let's go do his job. All we can do is try his best. No excuses. Don't do excuses. You know what I mean? I don't do excuses. I'll tell you what, if I told you that I box if I told you that I box Joe Kalazagi on six days notice after twelve months of being frozen out of the ring, all right, and you know what? No excuses. He was ready. I wasn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, of course, yeah, I you fought Joe Kalazagi, yeah. Yeah, of course you did. Yeah, yeah. he was lucky, you know. You know what I mean? He was lucky. He could have turned around and um, hurt his hands on my head if it had hit me anymore. You know what? Lucky escape that night, Nick, didn't he? Nick, Nick, <laughs> yeah. You know something? Tell me, tell me how it, how it felt. Forgot to say, you won the Central Area title, didn't you? What did it feel yeah. like winning that I'll title? I'll tell you what. Let me tell you something now, and I don't mean to be braggy, I don't mean to be boasty, I don't want anybody to take me the wrong way at all, but let me tell you something now, I'm a confident man, alright, I was born, I was grown up with five brothers, um, and you know what, we're alright, we're alright, we're not bad people, we're not drug dealers, we're not gangsters, we're not nothing like that, we were brought up in a predominantly white neighbourhood, um, we had, sometimes we had to fight to go to school, fight to get home, mm. but it was character building. I'm not going to turn around and deny it at all. I'm not going to say that I wish it was any different because you know what? It's moulded us and me and my brothers into the boys that we are today. Um, when I won that Central Area title, what had happened was occasionally I'd be on the front pages of the um, newspapers for whatever. You know what I mean? For being naughty. Not terribly naughty, but sometimes it doesn't take much for them to turn around and put a black face on the... At that time, it didn't take much for him to put a black face on the front of the paper yeah. to turn around and say that he was doing wrong. Yeah. And I don't say that like I'm looking sympathy and that. I'm just saying that's how, no, the, no, how it, was. it was. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was. Mm. So what happened to me was when I was locked up and that, I actually had prison officers coming to me, coming to the cell and saying, you're wasted in here, pal. You say, what do you mean? Say, you're not, you're not an idiot. You're not an idiot at all. You're a sensible fella. Why are you in here? You know what I mean? Yeah. I say, well, it's such is life, isn't it? You know what I mean? It happens. You know what I mean? So anyway, next thing you know, with them turning around, they come to the cell and say, you've got more to you than this, mate. You know what I mean? It's be ashamed to see you in and out of here forever. And I just thought, you know what? 
I don't need this shit. You know what I mean? I don't need this. Um, at the end of the day, I'm not gay. No disrespect to gay people, nothing like that. I'm just saying the terminology. I'm not I'm not gay, so I don't appreciate being with all these men. It's not mm. like it's doing up for me. Mm. Um, it's like, you know what I mean? I'm in a prison full of men, male testosterone. It's mm. not exactly floating my boat. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, um, so why I'd want to be locked up away from um, the opposite sex for so long, I, it don't thing in me. You know what I mean? So I'm not going there. Um, anyway, to cut a long story shortish, what I wanted to do, and this is no disrespect to any of the other fighters out there, I'm just saying it how I saw it. Mm. I always thought to myself, you know what? A boxer, I don't want to just be a boxer. I need to get the word champion next to my name. And in English boxing, what we had was, you had the area title, you had a Commonwealth title, you had a British title, you had a European title, and you had a world title. Yep. They were the five steps towards um, That's right. the goal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I turned around and said that if I don't, if I cannot even get into the title contention, a central area title, by the time I'm 30 years old, I'll tell you what, I'll call it a day. But you know something, I don't want to leave boxing without the name champion next to my name. So Mm -hmm. what I did is I got myself into certain um, positions and that. Um, To tell you the truth, I must admit that I wasn't the most consummate professional really and truly. Um, because I, as far as I was concerned, look, I'm prepared to do this, you know. Um, I'm prepared to knock people out. I don't, I've got no remorse at all, because um, what we've done beforehand is we've shook the gloves and said, may the best man win, and I hope that both of us can go home to his family. But yeah. other than that, I'm looking to drop some licks, and that's your business. So um, I've got no mercy at all. That's my initials. Nick Manners, no mercy at all. I yeah. don't expect none either. Yeah. So... Next thing you know, I just wanted to make sure I had the word champion. So anyway, Michael Gale at the time was the Central Area champion. And me and Michael Gale have known each other since we were nine years old. Mm-hmm. Now I love I love Michael. And Michael's a very talented uh, was a very talented boxer. And to be fair, on paper, Michael beats me. But you don't box on paper. But out of respect I won't even turn around and say whether I think I'd beat Michael because Michael was a very talented fella and he was a tough fella. And I never actually did anything to prove that I could actually best Michael. Um, so I'm glad that he vacated his title. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, you know what it is? We're a long time retired, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm glad that, I'm glad that because um, I never really wanted to fight a man from Leeds unless it was for Summit. You know what I mean? Yeah. To tell you the truth. And me and Michael's been friends a long time. We're still friends now. Still lovely friends. Um, oh, and he vacated the title. He vacated the title. So I ended up... Um, loads of them, Lee Whitehead, um, Andy Manning, this, that, and the other. They were all, they all, I'll say it as it is, they had their chance, they had their chance to turn around and fight me for the area title, and they all waited, 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 waited until I said bollocks and retired. And then they all jumped up and went, I want to be the area champion. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and no, it's true, it's true. Yeah. Because, um, it's true. as soon as I retired, sorry, you get one for keeps, you get one for keeps, Nick. Did I, heck? Oh, did I, heck? I'm still waiting for one now. No, 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 no. But you know what happened? Listen to this. What somebody did is somebody anonymously, it came in a box, posted the Central Area Light Heavyweight Championship belt buckle. You know what was the original belt buckle? Yeah. Yeah. So what I did is 
I've had that now for however many years, and um, I've got it mounted in a boxing ring in the gym. You know what I mean? I've but still got it. But they you never gave you an actual belt kind of thing. They never gave me an actual belt. What we had to do, we had to actually buy a belt yeah. to have for the night, um, mm. you know, for sure. So you put it... You know what I mean? Oh, that's crazy. You think that... You know, you Very think crazy. It is crazy. It is crazy. It is crazy. Oh. The thing is, what I'd, I'd have loved... I'd have loved something. Um, but, you know, some of them area belts that they've got are absolute garbage. I wouldn't have it. I'd rather, have, I'd rather keep the belt buckle at this point in time. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. there's no thought... No, there's no thought gone into them or nothing like that. And no. at the end of the day, don't give me something that looks like it's been some WWF... Um, wrestling belt or something no you know exactly. what i mean so exactly. no I agree. and the thing is you guys yeah. like you said you know you're getting in there you're training hard you're risking your lives at the end of the day getting in there. Mm -hmm. you know at least they can yeah. just bloody give you something yeah. that's um attractive yeah. to look at that you've you know that's right you know is it that you can put let me tell you a quick, let me tell you quick story yeah go for it let me tell you a quick story mm. so watch this so i boxed joe kalazagi and because i didn't get annihilated or blasted out or beat up or embarrassed by joe kalazagi mm. i ended up going from number 13 in the country after that fight, in the next month's boxing news, I was number six. So they must have saw something in there in the performance that said, well, he's all right. Yeah. So next thing you know, eight, I think it was 18 months later. I can't say for sure, but I think it was 18 months, 16 months later. I couldn't get a fight with anybody based on the back of that performance with Joe, even though I lost. Um, and then next thing you know, I get a phone call from um, the Warrens people. What it Warrens or Duff? Duffy's people, sorry, saying, Remember, I'd left Duff, so he was trying to get me done in now, you know, get me ruined. Mm -hmm. So, and I couldn't get fights. So, next thing you know, I get a phone call, do you want to fight this kid, Bruce Scott? Oh, so, I was say on your record, yeah, he was after yeah. Cows, and he was a big punching monster of a man, yeah. Bruce Scott, cruiserweight. I'm telling you. Yeah. So, yeah, so I'm like that. Um, tell you what, yeah, man, I need to fight. Because remember, if you remember rightly, back in the day, if you didn't fight for four months, they took you out of the ratings. Really? What, after uh, four months? Uh, Good Lord. If you didn't fight within four months, they took you out of the ratings, the British Boxing News ratings. Wow. Six that. months, sorry. Every six months. If you didn't fight within yeah. six months, they take you out of the ratings. And I'll tell you something. For every single boxer out there, that was our holy grail. That was our proof of proof of work. Yeah. If you had your Boxing News in your hand and you could point and say, that's me, number whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah. That gave you a sense of pride and you could look up that list and go, right, one day, one day, one day, I'm going to pick them off, pick them off, pick them off. Mm. So next thing you know, this Bruce Scott. So I'm like, I want really, listen, I'm not looking at your record, mate. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I mean I'm not looking at your record. I'll look, I'll look at you across the ring. Yeah. So next thing you know, I've said to Sharky, I've said to a guy called Leroy Brown, who's been a help to so many people in um, Leeds boxing. Um, he was the actual one who founded Nicola Adams, although he doesn't really get the credit that he deserves. Mm. Um, it's Sharky Brown and Colin Manners who found Nicola, Nicola, Nicola Adams. Trust me, I was there. Anyway, next thing you know, um, we've gone up to, is it Bethnal Green? Yeah, gone up to Bethnal Green. Yep. So I'm walking up the front steps with Sharky and I've seen this geezer look like Mike Tyson. Mean, bristling, bristling. So I've gone like that to Sharky and now I haven't even seen him. I don't even know who this Bruce Scott is. I haven't seen him. So next thing you know, I've said to Sharky, I've said, hey, Sharky, Regardless of what happens here tonight, we're going to wait around, we're going to see him fight. Look at him, he looks mean. I said, boy, I don't know who he's fighting, but whoever he's fighting best be good. So next thing you know, I'm in the, I'm in the ring now. I've been in, I've gone to the ring, thinking, oh, who the 
fuck. I don't even know if Will Scott's white, black, what. <laughs> I'm not bothered. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, next thing you know, I've heard this. Da, 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 living in a gangster paradise. You know that? Yeah. Power and the glory. Yeah, and next thing paradise. you know, yeah, that's gangster paradise. paradise. Next thing you know, I've looked out of the ring and I've seen him and I'm thinking, where's he going? <laughs> <laughs> so I've looked around thinking, I've looked around thinking, is there two rings on here? Is it one of them international kind of nights where they've got two rings? I'm looking around and there's two rings. I've looked at Sharky, Sharky shrugged and looked away. I'm like, that. <laughs> so I thought to myself, what's going on here? That Mickey does try to get me done writing. Yeah. So anyway, next thing you know, he's got in the ring. So I was thinking, wow. And I'll tell you what, the other time I was actually thinking, I better go into dam damage limitation mode here because this guy looks like he like don't like me. <laughs> he don't look like he don't he don't look like he likes anything to see it through. You know what I mean? Yeah. So next thing you know, what he did though, when he got in the ring, Imagine, he got in the ring, he got under the rope, got his two feet and turned round and pointed at me and gave me a right dirty look and I thought, I'll tell you what, F you, you got to fight, mate. you yeah. got to fight. Don't look at me like that. Nah, man, nah, man. Yeah. Um, whether you win, whether I win, lose or draw, you got to fight now. Yeah. And then I ended up, um, the referee stopped it in the fifth round. Uh, um, like I say, when I watch that fight, I look at it and I smile. I'm even smiling now because I think to myself, whoa, some of the punches that he missed with, boy, they'd have took down trees. You yeah. know what I mean? He, he was a strong it. puncher. Yeah, I remember yeah, he was, him yeah. well. He, he fought, uh, didn't he fight Johnny oh, Nelson, actually, didn't he? Did he fight Johnny Nelson for the title? I'm sure. He fought Johnny Nelson. He fought Buster Keaton. He fought loads of them. He, he, yeah. he boxed. He actually, yeah, he was a good fellow. I'll tell you what, though, with all due respect and no disrespect and that, because he went on to do fantastic things, and I'm so glad for him. Yeah. But I'll tell you something now. Every single one of them guys that beat me, I'm telling you now, before I got out of the ring, mm. as soon as that bell went, I was saying, listen, give us a rematch. Let's get some, uh, let, give me time to train properly for you're you, like for you've, had to, you've had for me, yeah. and let's get it Let's get it on, because we could have a real good fight. Yeah. And they go, oh, speak to me, manager. I'm like, no, I'm speaking to you. Yeah. I want to hear from you. Yeah. Joe Kalasaga said, speak to me, manager. He didn't, mean, he didn't need me, obviously. Uh, yeah. Speak to me, manager. Um, I said to Bruce Scott, he told me to fuck off. Because <laughs> 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 he, he was just mean full stop. Mean full stop. What happened and, um, to him? Does anyone know what happened to Bruce Scott? Again? What happened to Bruce Scott? Well, he boxed. He's still around the place. I've, I've seen him doing one or two videos and that on the... Um, Social media and that. I think he's doing a little bit of personal training. He looks in fantastic shape, to be fair. Yeah, he, yeah the um, British, British and Commonwealth champion he was, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was a dude, man. He was, listen, if you look at his record, he was knocking him out. He was sitting him down. Yeah. Uh, listen, I don't know what that Mickey Duff will try to do to me and that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Yeah, the infi, but yeah. you know the score yourself, don't you? Sometimes what the managers will do, if they can't do anything with you, what they'll do is they'll make sure that you get wrecked a bit so that your damage goes to anybody else. Mm. Yeah. No, that's not right, yeah. is it? That's, no, not really, I mean, that's not right. That's pretty... Not, not yeah, right. but that's what they do. That's no, what they do. If I right, can't no, have you, nobody else. No, no. That's yeah. wrong, it's it? not right at all. It's no, not right wrong, at all. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Um, don't get me wrong. I absolutely love boxing mm. and I love it for the opportunities that I can give people. And I'm not saying the same old mantra because you know what it is? It's true. I'm mm. walking. I'm walking around this gym here now there's pictures on the wall of the kids. There's pictures of all sort of, sorts of experiences. Um, if you ask Ishan Pickering and Donovan and other guys who come down to the gym, they'll tell you that, look, what I do is, a lot of this boxing is about belief. Yeah. And I say to a lot of these kids, listen, who's your favourite boxer? And they might say Mike Tyson. And I'll say, get realistic. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. Find somebody who you can emulate. Show me, because if anything, I go, go on and show me Mike Tyson. And I start doing these little things and I go, right, let's forget about Mike Tyson. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. You, you're better off being the Holofield. You're better off being a Holofield rather than a Tyson. Because you yeah. haven't got the aggression and you haven't got the um, toughness to be a Tyson. There's not many Tysons um, around, is there? Not, Jesus. No. Guys are no. I'll tell you what I've done. You know what? I've got a 16-year-old kid down here, all right? He's yeah. 99 kilos. When his dad brought him to me, because he'd said that um, what had happened is he'd been to a gym for three months, a boxing gym in Leeds for three months, and the, and he was 12 at the time. And he said, the trainer had said to him, he needs to lose weight. So he came and asked me, he says, what do you think, Nick? So I said, I'm not going to knock anybody, but let me tell you this now. What do you mean by losing weight? Oh. Said, you mean starve or do you mean just train it down? Yeah. So he says, oh, he wants him down to such and such. I said, listen, he's a kid. Let him enjoy it. Yeah, let him build this. And I showed him, yeah, let him enjoy it. Let him, um, that is strength. That's his strength. That kid might have some extra size on him. Mm. But that size is his strength. And he'll grow into it and he'll grow it out. My son, my son Marcel, and I showed him pictures of mine with my son Marcel. Mm. says, listen, that's him when he was the same age as your lad. Mm. Little, little porky. You know mm. what I mean? I said, mm. but you know what? I didn't put him under no pressure. But what I did turn around and say to him was, look, at some point in time, you may find yourself attracted to girls. Girls may find themselves attracted to you. Mm. At some point in time, you may look in the mirror and see that your body isn't the same shape as your friends and that. Mm. Now, what I'm going to say to you is this. Don't come moaning to me when that happens or if that happens. Because at the end of the day, you're in control of how your body's going to look. If you're going to eat all these sweets, expect to be round. Mm. If you're going to eat all these cake and biscuits, expect to be round. But if you turn around and just think about your diet, just think a little bit about your diet, you can have a chance to turn around and get a body. And if I, sh if I showed you my son now, thankfully, he's, um, he's taller than me. He's got a right body on him and that, and that's just because he wasn't overly pressured about his weight. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't pressure him about the weight. No, what they're like the at 12 is totally The kids, aren't they? Yeah. Enjoy being a kid. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah. they you know I mean? say, as they grow, they develop, don't they? You know, and, uh, of course they do. They grow into they their, their frames, don't they? And like you say, if you stick it right. I'm gonna give chips. you. I'm going to give you a quick story now. I'm going to give you a quick story. Mm. Watch this. There was a young black lad and he was sat in a, he was sat in a jail cell at 20 years old. He didn't have a clue what he was going to do, but what he knew was that he could punch, all right? He could punch. So what he did is he decided, you know what, rather than being in these, being incarcerated and being in trouble for all the wrong reasons, you know what, I'm going to take a risk and you can take it out of my face. I'm going to earn my living with um, punches to the face. He turned, he turned to boxing, um, turned his life around a little bit. When he finished boxing, he made a promise to himself that Leeds needs a world champion for all the people, for all the people and all the talented boxers that have come out of Leeds, we've never produced the final product, so to speak. Mm. We've never produced the world champion. We've had Tom Collins, Crawford, Ashley, Henry Wharton. Um, I don't know how far we can go back. Mm. But other than that, they're the main ones that's really done it for us. Mm. Um, but they've always failed at the final hurdle, which fine, they fine, know themselves. Fine. Brian Prowers as well, Nick, them too. Very, very, all of them. Tom Collins, Henry Wharton, yeah, Crawford, actually, yeah. very good kids. But mm. they all yeah. know the reasons yeah. themselves why. There's only one of them. There's only one of them that I can turn around and say, um, no excuse. No excuses. He tried his best and came up against the best. 
and that's Crawford Ashley. Crawford, Crawford Ashley, Ashley came yeah. up against, yeah, yeah, came up against the likes of Michael Nunn, Michael Virgil Michael. Hill. Yeah, yeah. Virgil Hill. He had some good fights and he competed with them. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but so when um, I did the gym for a while, I opened the gym and I actually said to the lads who were coming to the, the gym and some of them who were training and coming training with me, I said, do us a favour. Try and learn as much as possible while I'm trying to teach you. Because at some point in time, I think somebody's going to come through that door and say, Nick, we're on a mission. We want you with us. And they're saying, what do you mean? And I put a picture of, um, what I did is I put a picture at the end of the gym of Joe Kalazagi. And it said, 46-0, dream. And that was um, on the door of the ring room. Um, so what they'd do, I'd make them walk down the line. There's a line going down the centre of the gym. I'd make them walk down the line, go to the ring room, and that's when they get into the ring. So before they get to the ring room, the training, the training, the learning, the trying, and then the dream will become apparent when they open that door and there's a ring. Mm. I didn't put, um, I didn't put, you know, like a lot of things have got light bulbs and um, strip lights and things like that above the gym, above the ring. Yeah. No, I didn't do that. I've got a suspended ceiling and put spotlights on, made it look fantastic for them. I said, listen, that's how you're going to be under the lights. So wow. just perform. And yeah. We did some serious work. Um, I worked with Harry Matthews when he boxed um, Eubanks. Chris Eubanks Jr. He was expected to get annihilated. I said to him, nope, you won't get annihilated if you listen to me. Um, we put, I went to my sponsor and I said, listen, I want us to get some t-shirts and that we're going to, we're going to make a thingy of it, make a bit of a show of it because it's on Channel 5. So we might as well promote ourselves. And on his t-shirts, it said, there were six of us went to Sheffield to the way in and that and on the, all of us have the t-shirts including mighty mike god bless him an old fellow that i used to work with a lot um yep mighty mike well he we all had the on the front of it it said daddy can't help you now so <laughs> so yeah so next thing you know eubanks has come and he's come with his brass self come through with his one glove on and all that business and he's come through and he stood straight in front of harry matthews and looked him clean in the eye with a mean piercing piercing glare and then looked down at his chest and saw daddy can't help you now and his face just crumbled and he walked away <laughs> and we were like fair enough now Sounds now if you remember yeah now watch this do you remember when chris eubanks first came on the scene chris eubanks jr yeah his dad was for his dad was forever coming to the room side if you remember and talking yeah. from the side of the ring and mm. right well on that particular fight i went up to the board official with the harry matthews and i said excuse me could i have a word please I said, yeah, of course you can, Nick. So, um, can I just ask you, is, is Chris is Chris Eubank senior? Is he a manager? They went, oh, no. I says, is he a trainer? No. So, that's, answer me a question. Has he got any boxing board of control official license at all? They went, no. I went, oh, okay then. So, as far as you've, you're telling me, he's a member of the public, public and nothing more. Exactly. They went, what do you mean? I says, no, he's a member of the public. I says, I'll tell you what I'm going to do, and please take me seriously. If Chris Eubank Sr. at any time during the contest approaches ringside, I'm going to enter the ring and pull my fighter and protect him and I'm going to expect the Eubanks to be disqualified. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, as far as I'm concerned, that's just a member of the public who happens to be his family encroaching on the ring and I don't know what kind of dangers he's um, he's bringing forth with. Yeah, so they're laughing and joking. Mm. They're laughing and joking. I went, I'm not joking. 
I'm mm. not joking. I says I'm serious. Mm. So at the end of the day, you as board officials have got a responsibility to protect me, protect my fighters, and whatever. Yeah. So anyway, next thing you know, Al Bernstein's on the um, Channel Five and he's saying, "Well, <laughs> Chris Eubanks is unexpectedly quiet tonight, isn't he?" <laughs> 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 and Chris Eubanks, you know what? I didn't even dare look at him. He was looking at me. And he was giving me a filthy look like he won't kill me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, Mark Bateson was in the corner with me. Yeah. It was Mark Bateson with um, his manager. And I was like, Mark, Mark, I don't fucking look. It'll <laughs> <laughs> be another fight, an unofficial fight. But you know what? Um, we've had some good experiences. I remember, sorry to wit it on and that, because I love boxing and I love talking about boxing. I've had so many fantastic experiences. I sparred, I boxed, um, I sparred with Chris, with, I sparred with um, Joe Kalazagi when he was preparing for Chris Eubanks, senior. And um, yeah, let me just say this now. Tony Booth, he oh, did one night, Tony Booth did, yep, He's a good lad, is Tony. His yeah. um, imagination goes a bit awry with it, though, and his memory is not the best. But Tony Booth, he went down to Wales to spar with Joe Kalazagi. He got pumped up, and he sneaked off in the middle of the night. He didn't even collect his wages. He sneaked off in the middle of the night after one day. <laughs> really? <All right. laughs> that, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he, he put, yeah, he ran off, and he, he was still, he was still trying to get that one day's wage from Joe up to now. <laughs> right, and then in what's his name's book, in Tony's book, he says that, um, oh, I went down to spar Joe Kalazagi, and Nick Manners were down there, and he spent more time on the floor than he did on his feet. And I was like, eh? I said, listen, I didn't even see you. You know what I mean? I didn't even see you down there. You. You was the reason that I even got called because you your ass went and you ran off. You ran it's like a like a thief in the night. But um, <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> books. So I've gone down to spar. I went down and sparred Eubanks, and we had, um, I went down and sparred what's his name, um, Joe Kalazagi for Eubanks, and helped him in his preparation. Um, the final two weeks, great experience. And then after, do you remember when Eubanks was going to fight Carl Thompson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I got called down for there to Cornwall um, and Dennis Andrews was there um, and I had three good days of sparring before he paid me for two weeks of work and he said I need someone I can hit <laughs> I asked for speed but not that much speed you know what I mean I was like listen mate I'm not here for you I'm here for me yeah. you know what I mean I'm, there's no way made I remember the I won't say the guy's name who it was well I will say there was a, a good cruiserweight called Phil Day I don't know if you remember Phil Day. Yeah. Um, I a, yeah. Um, and he was a good kid. Well, I remember one of the days of sparring and my bottom went. I was like, this is the real deal. Well, what he's done is he started the sparring and he licked Phil Day with a punch and Phil Day's head guard came off. And before it hit the floor, Chris Eubanks went, stop the clock. You owe me 10 seconds. And I was like, eh. <laughs> oh my God. And I, my stomach rumbled, my bottom burped. And I was like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. So next thing you know, um, he had this big, I call it a hemoglobin, but it's not. You know, you know what I mean? You get that big swelling on your head with yeah. blood and all that. Yeah. Um, he had one of them, did Phil. And they'd still put that head guard on and made him spar, not made him spar on, but had him spar on. And I was like, oh my God. So next thing you know, 
when it came to me sparring, because we're doing four rounds each, uh, four rounds each. Anyway, next thing you know, he's come to the ring, to the front of the ring, put one foot on the bottom rope, one foot on the middle rope, pulled them apart, and then beckoned me in. So I thought, well, I'll tell you what I'll do. So I went right the way around, all the way around the ring, to the back of it. So he was facing outside of the ring, and I could see his back. Yeah. And I got in the other side. <laughs> so you're not playing no psychological games with me. No, is that you know what I mean, anyway, yeah, yeah. I put my hand out to turn around and say, touch gloves, and he gave me a right hand. Bang. <laughs> he went, protect yourself at all times. Oh, <laughs> you wanker. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, he's got me. He's yeah. got me. I yeah. thought, oh, I thought I had him as well, you know what I mean? Yeah. I thought, oh, psychologically, I've got him. I've got behind him, and he's had to turn around to turn around and face yeah, Turn around and that. face me. I put my hand out to say, touch gloves. He went, boom. Protect <laughs> yourself at all times. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> but you know what? I, yeah. I'll tell you what, good experience in that. But you know what? I wanted to, I, I know I went it on, but watch this. One thing that I always wanted to do, I didn't think, personally, I didn't think that I had it in me to go the distance to be a world champion. I didn't. Mm. Because... In order to do that, you've got to want to do that and you've got to be prepared to do that. And what I wanted first and foremost, which is one of the worst things about boxing, is that you don't get the reward until the end. There's no reward until the end. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, for a lot of boxers, we need a bit of a reward and an incentive beforehand. It's like when you start training and you go to your training camp, you're in debt. You know what I mean? You're already investing your own money into the training camp. Mm. You own this, that, and the other into the training camp. And then when you get when you get paid, that's when you have to turn around and um, counter for that money, um, pay off your debts, this, that, and the other, even it up. And then up, what you're left with is what you're left with. So I think in reality, it'd be interesting if boxers actually got paid a little bit before so that it takes the pressure, pressure off them. Of, yeah. Yeah, because mm. that's the big, well. That's one of the biggest things: the pressure, whether it's tickets, whether it's um, bums on seats, whether it's um, getting a decent wage out of it. Because even because up, even, into, even the, the guys and girls that are making their professional debuts, I suppose they have to dip into their own pockets to try and um, you know fund like their medicals and you know all that kind of yeah. tickets to the you know to get their training. You know, it must it must all add up. You know, you know what's a shame. You know what's a real shame. Mm. I'm not knocking Eddie Hearn. I'm not knocking um, not knocking Eddie Hearn. Not I'm knocking Frank Warren. Not knocking none of them because I know it's difficult. But one thing I do know is this: in I know it's back in the days, and we have to go back in the days. But sometimes we should actually go back and reinvent ourselves and get ourselves right. Mm. But by rights, by rights, it should actually be the promoter's job to promote a particular fight. Yeah. Uh-huh. just promote it all you have to do is turn around and say I've got this guy who's good I've got this guy who's good they're going to give the best uh, the best um, that they can and they're going to give it all for you the public so come and support them um, come and watch them try their best and then I'm not being funny You'd, I think you get an extra 10-15% out of the fighters anyway Yeah, because there's yeah. no pressure yeah. of them mm. Nick, Nick it's a shame it isn't that way isn't it it's a shame it isn't that way that the boxer himself has to do all the work and it makes it more hard for that boxer and they put the boxer under pressure yeah it's a shame they should just be concentrating on fighting shouldn't they at the end of the day that's their job that's right I'll tell you what it oh unbelievable Mm. some of the talents that I've seen in gyms and I'll tell you what is 
the head, the fantastic in the gym, in the gym, everything's fantastic. And then as soon as they finish the gym and they're relaxing and then the, the manager or the trainer turned around and says to him, um, how have you done with tickets? All of a sudden you can see the whole exterior of them. Some it seems to just sort of like collapse yeah. because it, listen, we, all they should be judged on is their ability to fight and mm. perform. Mm. Mm. Not on, not on whether, because you'll see something, you know yourself, it only takes one thing for people to go off you. Yeah. yeah. That don't make you a bad fighter. No. It, that don't make you a bad fighter. It might just make you um, not able to turn around and sell as many tickets to make you viable to go on the show. But yeah. one thing I'll turn around and tell you now, what Mickey Duff told me, and he told me years ago, because I asked him, because when I used to rip him off with ticket money, he used to always be saying, Nick, what? Because <laughs> I used to be like, nah. You're not getting that money. I can't give you that money. I'll, I'll, you'll have to take it out of next purse. <laughs> you know what I mean? Spend the, when you spend the ticket money and that. Yeah. But watch this. Um, he turned around and told me, he went, he broke it down and he was like, look, the BBC, just hypothetically, the BBC might give me £100,000 to do that show. That £100,000 is more than enough for me to pay the main event, pay everybody's purses and this, that and the other and still have some change. And then he's when I say he's paid for the promotion, he's paid for the um, medicals, the doctors, the stadium. Everything's been paid out of that hundred grand. Mm -hmm. And then you've got the ticket money. Then you've got the sponsorship money. Listen, the promoters and managers are raking it in, mate. Mm. Raking it. In. Mm. I'll tell you what. It, it, I've always called this sport. And I, one thing I want to make abundantly clear: Nick Manners is in no way bitter at all about any aspect of his boxing, none at all, because mm. I've had a fantastic time. It gave me the opportunity to get rid of a lot of pent-up frustration. Mm. Um, at the end of the day, it's given me the opportunity to meet people, see people, and treat people in such a way that I'd have them, well, to a degree, treat me. You know what I mean? To yeah. a degree. Take, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. But, and it's also given me the opportunity to, to realise that, you know what, there's good and bad in everybody. And one thing I'll always turn around and say is, punches have no prejudice. Mm. Remember that? Mm. No, very true. Punches have no prejudice. Very We're true. going to all gyms up and down the country, and I'll tell you what it is, 99.9% .9 of the people involved in boxing are absolutely fantastic people. Their intentions are good. It's when the money gets involved that things start to just turn around and turn a bit... Um, well, people like to keep the pockets shut, don't they? They yeah, do. They earn a few quid, don't they? Yeah, do. which is human nature in that. Yeah. But um, like I say... Spools friendships, I, doesn't it, Manny? It's a shame. Yeah. Mm. I got a... What's it called? Like I say, I went from I went from a prison cell to boxing at Ellen Road, first and foremost. Um, I boxed at Ellen Road. On the, I boxed in a stadium fight against a young man called Lee Crocker. It was quite ironic, though, that... Um, Listen, when it comes to boxing, the results are results. The results that you get on a Monday may not be the same as what you get on Tuesday. You know what I mean? So if you yeah. win and you win well, um, give yourself a pat on the back, but don't think that that's going to happen next time because it might not. Yeah. It might be that um, you put a fella into a position where you can throw that punch, um, but the next time you fight him, you might not. You might not get that position because he might, uh, he might say, I'm not going there, yeah. if you know what I mean. Yeah. So I always think there's an element of fortune. Yeah. Um, I boxed Lee Crocker, and ironically... It was, um, is it John Lillis? Is John Lillis? Steve Lillis, sorry. Steve Lillis. He informed me that before Josh Warrington won his world title at um, Ellen Road, I was the last fighter to throw a punch in that stadium on the pitch. 
Really? Um, wow. You know yeah. that Henry Wharton? You know Henry Wharton and Henry Wharton and Fidel Castro Smith boxed, yes. boxed mm. each mm. other. Mm. Frank Grant boxed each other. Mm. Yeah. Well, I boxed on that bill. I was the last one on that bill. Okay. And I boxed a kid. I boxed a kid called Lee Crocker. And um, a little story that's um, that's just done the rounds already. But there was um, a, a notorious Yorkshire hard man called Paul Sykes, a former heavyweight boxer, and and um, very good fellow. He boxed John L. Gardner in an eliminator, but he was notorious around the area. Um, but I can't criticise him because at the end of the day, um, life's life. Anyway, um, he came. He was at the fight. And so there was me and a lad called Jason Barker, Jason Pretty Boy Barker from back in the day. Yeah, and we stood. And I, and I was, yeah, I was waiting. I was waiting, just like peeping up the tunnel, um, looking out at the pitch and that while Bomber Graham were fighting Frank Grant and while Henry Wharton were fighting um, Fidel Castro-Smith, I was thinking, right, my time's going to come and I've got to try and impress tonight. Uh, my friends are here, my family are here. I've, um, I've actually kicked off so that I can be on that bill. Um, so, anyway, next thing you know, all of a sudden the atmosphere changed. And you know when the atmosphere can change and you haven't even turned around yet, but you feel the atmosphere changed? Mm. I've turned round and Paul Sykes is coming towards um, where we were stood. Anyway, he's coming over and all the security just looked at the sky. They didn't want to know. They didn't want to know. They didn't. They were just scared to death of him. Anyway, so I'm like thinking, oh dear, I hope he's all right. I hope he's going to be all right. Anyway, he came over and he started talking, talking to me and Jason. He's talking boxing. Oh, oh what do you wear? This, that, and the other, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, I thought to myself, oh, right then, let me get off. So he says to Jason, you, what about you? Da, 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 da. And Jason told him a bit about himself. And then, excuse my language, um, you can bleep it or whatever. Mm. But he says to Jason, oh, I'd rather F you mm. than fight you, mm. if you know what I mean. Mm. Yeah. And I just thought, and I thought to myself, oh no. So I've gone, ooh, my legs have gone a bit, and I've gone, right, I'm going to change, you know. So <laughs> I've gone, I've thought, I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> so I've gone to changing room. Next thing you know, I'm in changing room, and I'm thinking, right, I've run my mouth off to Mickey Duff. I've said to Mickey Duff, listen, if I'm not on this bill, you better give me my contract. Because I'll tell you what it is, I'm only Leeds United fan here. And yeah. I'll tell you what, my, my people, my friends would not forgive me if. You let Tom Dick and Harry get on the bill, and I'm not on it, and yeah. I'm only Leeds lad. I'm only proper Leeds lad here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there was Tony Silkstone as well. God bless him. So anyway, next thing you know, I've got on the bill. I'm in the changing room after he's done that. All of a sudden, boom! The, the doors crashed open. Who's there? Paul Sykes. I'm like, oh dear, dear. <laughs> Do your homework on Paul Sykes. You'll know he was an handful. I'm telling you, seriously, yeah. seriously. So he had a bit. He had a bit of drink anyway. So. Next thing you know, you know how they all are, the old boxers, there's like, he's like, come here, put your hands up, just move your head in that. <laughs> like, listen, do us a favour, Teddy O'Neill's my trainer and he'll be in in a minute. Um, let me, let me let him warm me up on that, you know what I mean? Thanks very much for your advice and that. And he's like, no, come on, then you, come on, move your head, I'll show you. I'm like, oh dear, <laughs> get away from me. <laughs> so next thing you know, have you seen them, you know, in the, you know, in the football, um, they used to call them butcher's block. Like a massage table, yeah. You know, like um, you know, in the foot. You know, don't you remember years ago? You'd seen um, the football stadiums. You'd see their massage table. And it was like a big butcher's oh, block. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Yeah, massage table. Yeah. Well, he was bloody chasing me around there, and I'm backing off, backing off, and he's saying, "Come on, just come on. I warm you up. I warm you up." And I'm saying, "Here, mate, do us a favour." Anyway, after about <laughs> three laps of the massage table, I thought to myself, "Am I?" 
has my ass going here? Am I scared? Because I'm just about to go out and fight here. And I'm running around the table being chased by some geezer. You know what I mean? And I'm supposed to be the boxer. So anyway, so I've gone like that. And um, I'm not being talking tough or nothing like that because it's just as it is. I've just thought to myself, no, nah, man. So I've gone, hey, mate, do us a favour. Um, let me just get trained up. Let, let, let me just get warmed up by my own trainer. I'll tell you, will you come out of the room and that? Because I'm going to stop here now. And if I stop, I'm not. I'm not going backwards, mate. I'm not going backwards. And I, I wrapped up and everything. Mm. Anyway, next thing you know, he's come forward and he's gone, right. And he's gone, left, right. So I've gone, slip, slip and give him a left up. Boom. <laughs> and I didn't expect, I didn't expect him to sleep, man. <laughs> I've just actually went Googled to sleep him. and I thought. I've just Googled him. Pardon? I said I've just Googled him. Yeah. But anyway, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Listen, I shit myself. I thought, oh my God. When this man wakes up, he's going to kill me. And I thought, no. So I dragged him by his lapels and just banged the shower on. And he's woke up and he's like, ugh, ugh. and you know what he did? He went, good shot, that good shot. <laughs> and I thought, oh, and I wished him, I wish, I him out of the changing room and fucking stood with me back to that changing room door. I thought, he's not getting back in here. <laughs> anyway, he come back down. He come back down with me, Dad. Oh, my God. He come back anyway. Determined, was he? Listen, he didn't even know what he went. Good like, can punch that Denzel Brown, you know. I, I was like that to me, Dad. He, he, he thought I was Denzel. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like that to me, Dad. Because my Dad was like that, ready to say, no, that's my son. And I was like, poof, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't tell him that I'm not Denzel. <laughs> Let him remember that, you know. Anyway, what happened is, after I come out, I will give him his jewels. Um, when I went out, um, when, I, when I actually went out for my bout, he was shouting the loudest and that. You know, I'm not giving me his jewels, he was shouting. Yeah. Anyway, I've come out and I thought to myself, oh, I honestly felt, like you say, I felt like a demigod. And I'll tell you something. I know how Josh feels. And I know how some of them guys feel that when you get on, there's certain big stages that you get on and you say, I can't afford to lose. Mm. I can't afford to lose because um, this is, some losses will stay with you forever. Mm. People remember you for that rather than the successes you have. Yeah. And I thought to myself, I'll tell you what, I'm on Ellen Road pitch, I'm a Leeds United supporter, and I'm going to have a legal fight. <laughs> you know? I'm going to have a legal fight. Yeah, you know what I mean? So, next thing you know, I think Lee Crocker as well had boxed my brother. Um, I can't think, um, I don't know if it was a, as a pro, and I don't think he beat R. Colin, I can't remember for sure. But anyway, next thing you know, Good lad is Lee Crocker, and we're good friends now. We are actually good friends. And it wasn't until um, years later that he told me. But what happened was, he came out, and I swiveled, and I caught him with a perfect left, left hook. The perfect left hook. Mm. Bang! Down, out, 21 seconds, including the count. Um, the first, first round. Mm. And it wasn't until years later that he told me that he actually fractured his leg. You know, because well, yeah, he twisted round. Twisted him. Yeah, 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 twisted, wow. and he, well, he said he said broke his leg, but I said fractured his leg. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, um, twisted, unbelievable, unbelievable. Yeah, so it's just at the end of the day, sometimes it's awkward, isn't it? Yeah. You know, you'll twist awkward, you'll get whacked, and your body will do all sorts of well, things. Yeah, yeah, but, especially um, involuntarily. I won that. Yeah, yeah, I won that. Thankfully, first round and that, and um, I like I like chaos, man. I like knockouts and that. I don't mind um, I don't mind a, a little fight and that, but I'd rather bang them out. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you're a Leeds, yeah. fan, you're a Leeds fan, then, are you, Nick? Yeah, I love Leeds United. Leeds. I love Leeds did United. You, did you watch the game last night? No, I was in the gym last night. Oh, you know what I mean? Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. 
I'm not yeah. thinking, I'll still go in the gym. I, what it is, is I've realised that sometimes, on occasions, if I watch them, they'll lose. They're definitely <laughs> going to lose. You know what I mean? So sometimes I just say, right. You know, I, no, sometimes I think I'm a jinx sometimes like that. because I do the same with my team. I do the same. If I watch them, they we lose. can't afford to get too excited when it comes to Leeds and that. But you know, something to be fair, I expected. Um, I'd have been happy with a point from Wolves and that because Wolves are a very, very good side, good, mm. very good side. Yeah, they're a very organised side yeah. and they've got a lot of good Portuguese players and things like that who can hold the ball. But well, I think it's the Portuguese you know I mean? national team in it, Wolves. It's like the, the... There you go. You know what I mean? <laughs> but you know what I mean? we're, we're all over them as well. Yeah, yeah. we're all over them. Listen, <laughs> boxing. Let me give you a tale. Yeah, Henry Wharton. Yeah. Okay. Let me tell you now. Um, what a, he's a lovely man, a gentleman, and he always has been. Um, ironically, me and him are born on the same day, one year apart. You know what I mean? You ever and see him around? I, pardon? You ever see him around, Nick? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's, he's on the boxing circuit a lot, isn't he? and he's got um, a couple of boxers going on the, at the moment. Um, I can't remember the kid's name. Jed or something like that. Um, Jed. He's got a couple of good lads, um, him and... He's got him and a couple of other former pros that are around him and that. You know what I mean? Um, developing okay. fighters and that. Um, I remember I remember Henry famously turning around and saying, they asked him um, what he'd do when he finished boxing. And he says, there's no way, mate, that he'll be around around any sweaty gym training boxers and this, that, and the other. He didn't want to spend his time in the gym like um, many other ex-boxers. And I was like, ah, sure, Henry, you'll be in gym, mate. You don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> you'll be in gym. That's all you know. No, 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 no. Henry, you'll be in gym. That's all you know, mate. You're a fighting man, and this is what you're about. You won't be a plumber. You won't be on roof. You'll be in gym. <laughs> the next thing you know, you got his gym. <laughs> it's in your blood. Yeah, it's in your it. blood. You know what I mean? And there's no point trying to deny it. It's like um, you might be a look at look at this. Um, Evander Holyfield, Mike Tyson. These guys have been multi-millionaires wherever back in the gym. Yeah, back they're in all the back gym. in. The, look at Mike Tyson. He's trying to come listen, back, isn't he? So. Oh, I don't, you know something, I'm, oh, I'm not an advocate of these comebacks because at the end of the day, what it is, is regardless of how your body is, mm. uh, regardless of how you're thinking, you know what I mean, your body's not exactly the same. No. And really and truly, the thing is mentally, you could, you're trying to put your body through the same things that you did 20, 30 years ago yeah, at the same pace. But it's not a young man, you know what I mean? And you know what it is? Yeah. Um, Once you finish, you finish, and don't come back. You get yeah. you the day if you fired, you finish it. The day you decide to finish, and it should just stay that way. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Dangerous People sport. say to me, oh, it is a dangerous sport. People say to me all the time, Nick, why did you retire? You retired on a good record. Mm. Um, you retired on wins. Mm. And I'm like, well, to say the truth, my fire went out. Yeah. I mean, what do you mean? Says, well, I didn't have no to fight for no more day. They wanted me to box Neil Simpson in a eliminator for the British title up in Scotland for peanuts. Yeah. And I said to him, listen, why are you going to turn around and take us up to Scotland to fight when my brother could put it on and pack it out in Leeds? Um, Johnny, Griffith, Johnny Griffin could put it on and pack it out in Coventry. Um, we, can, we can make a few quid off of this. But yeah. they wanted us to go up to Scotland and box for peanuts, which, when I think about it now, that is the way that they do it. Anyway, they'll put a fight on a big promotion mm. and then try and get off the back. But, but there were no money in, in it for me and him. No. You know what I mean? So I was like, ah, oh, go bollocks. <laughs> and then I just thought to myself, you know what? I don't really think I'm the fan favourite. I don't really think that they're backing me. They're going to back me how I'd like them to back me. Yeah. So you know what? The best thing I can do is say, good night, God bless. Um, you're not getting your... You're not getting your what's it called back. 
you know, you, you, you buckle back. <laughs> 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 and I'm off, you know. And I'm out. I know. Yeah. I love it, though. I'll tell you what it is, I love it. Some of the experiences, um, I remember going to, what's this? I remember going to Fran, um, to Germany with Denzel Brown to spar the Rossi Agini brothers. Mm-hmm. So, Ralph Rossi Agini and Ralph and Graciano. So, yeah. Oh, the, I got yeah, there they were, they were and all, weren't they? Yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah. yeah. Them, so, me, yeah, but listen, listen. Regardless of what anybody says, um, you know something. We had some good times, and you know yourself that um, gym camaraderie, gym camaraderie, mm. can count for a lot. Mm. And if you're, if you've got your gym mate, and you go to another gym, and that you're both there to represent, and you're both there to make sure that you come out of there with your heads held high and um, a few quid in your pocket. So. He, I had to, to be fair, I were in court on the Friday when we were supposed to go. So I says, well, I'll tell you what, I'll go on the, I'll go on the, um, I'll go on the Sunday. I'll arrive on the Sunday and then I'll start training on Monday. So they says, yeah, fair enough. So I gets there and Denzel Brown sat in the hotel reception with a um, towel to his nose. Now Denzel didn't bleed. Denzel was a very, very tough guy and he didn't bleed. He wasn't a bleeder. So I'm like that. Yo, Denzel, what happened to you? He went, Nicky. These guys are playing, man. <laughs> like, what? And it's saying, Nicky, these guys aren't messing around, man. They, they mean business. So I'm like, so I'm like, yo, Denzel, let me just say this. Obviously, Mickey Duff sent me over as an ambassador, you know? Um, and listen, I'll tell you what you do. You don't worry, Denzel. I'll handle this. No, I mean, we'll be all right. So the Monday, the Monday evening, we both sat in the hotel foyer with towels to his noses <laughs> I'm like that oh, <laughs> you are joking what are you Denzel and Denzel's like that yeah about you about you an ambassador <laughs> so next thing you know we had to devise a plan because we were like that we're not going through that you know I mean not a chance so what we did is we went right then whoever goes in first going hard um what do you want to do? Do you want to go for the body or the head? We'll take it in turns. So what we did is, that was on the Monday. So the Tuesday, we went in and I went, tried to go for the head and Denzel tried to work him to his body. We got him a little bit tired. Mm. The Wednesday, right, okay, let's go for it. Denzel went for the, Denzel went in first for the head. I went in for the body. Bang, we got him tired again. And we thought, right. The okay. Thursday now, like, right. So they put me in first. I says, right, then I'll go for his body a little bit. So I went for his, I tried going for his body, tried going for his body, tried going for his body, slowed him down just a slight bit. Next thing you know, Denzel got in, boom, 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 bang, whacked him in his head. Though the big swelling came on his eye. They went, oh, stop, stop, stop. And we're like that. Oh, wait a minute. What do you mean stop? Every time anything happens to us, you don't stop no then, do you? <laughs> you know what I mean? But now that he gets a little bump and that, and you want to stop the whole thing? Nah, man. And they're going, no, 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 no. Okay, stop, stop. <laughs> So, next thing you know, me and Denzel's like that, walking around the gym like bloody, um, I don't know, like you might, like two Muhammad Ali's. Yeah, everything's good, man. Come on, let's go on the speedball too. Pa, 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 pa. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Just like that strutting, thinking, right. So, next thing you know, we've gone in the changing room and they've got him in a, it was like in a shroud, you know, cooling down. Mm. Yeah. And um, so, so we're like that. Sure. Um, so, Graciano, what's happening tomorrow then? He says, no, 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 talk to whatever his name is. I said, oh, no, I'll be smiling what? So anyway, he's coming. He said, what are we doing? He says, oh, we, we rest now. We rest. So he's like, rest? Yeah. Okay. Are we getting paid or what? Yeah, what do you, uh, no, are we getting paid? Because we're at a spa. 
Oh, yes, 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 you get paid. You get paid. Oh, see ya. We're gone. <laughs> you, know I mean? you know what I mean? So we had um, we had three or four days off while he recovered a bit, and then we beat him up some more. And and the thing was, when I say beat him up some more, I don't say that in a bad thing. No. What I mean is, we did. We had the thing is, if we'd have come back from there battered, you know what? Nobody had said anything. They'd been standard. Mm. But the thing is, we went out there to turn around. Yeah, we went there to turn around and uh, make sure that we got some good experience. Box them guys. Can we compete? Because it's not everybody going to get the chance to go as far as they want to go in this boxing. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Exactly. If you, if you, yeah, if you get to spar certain people and you perform well against certain people, you know in your heart whether you're all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and you did all right, brother. Yeah, <laughs> definitely did. All right. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I'll tell you something. Some of the experiences that I've got are, are what give me the confidence that I've got. Simple as that. Yeah. At the end of the day. Um, I can hear you. I can hear you lacking the confidence. Yeah, it's, it shines through. Not. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, let me tell you something now. Let me tell you something now. Um, I laugh and I joke and that, and I think to myself, you know what? There, but for the grace of God, yeah. you know what I mean. Because yeah, yeah. when it comes right down to it, a lot of us, you've got to remember that the human body is not designed to sustain damage. No, of course, not at all. Yeah. So I give thanks that there's so many of us that I've been able to have these fa um, fantastic experiences within boxing and still come out the other side. Yeah. Um, I agree. And, I agree. and totally. tell you what, let me tell you something. I'm not blaspheming here, but when we stand in the centre of that ring, I hope that the majority of the boxers have had the opportunity to turn around and just look around, just take stock. Mm. And have a look, because them people at the side, they're there for you. Exactly. And they're there because of you. Yes. And they are there because they would also love to be you. Yeah. Simple. Yeah. That's absolutely true. You've hit the nail on the head. Yeah. And a lot of people be, don't realise that. Role models. I look role and models. I, yeah. Mm. I stand, I've, I've stood in the middle of that ring and I've looked down and I've thought to myself, yeah, you'd love to be me. You'd love to be me. But I'll tell you what, you don't realise how scared I am at this moment in mm. time. Mm. But you would love to be me. Yeah. And um, when I hear people criticising and knocking boxers, I turn around and just say to them, "Look, I'll tell you what it is. I can I get what you're saying, but this isn't football, mate. No, this isn't football. And you know yourself that what you're asking that fighter to do, you couldn't and wouldn't do yourself. Exactly. You wouldn't. No, you know what I mean? So definitely, don't, definitely. Be, don't be so critical because like, you take them to a boxer size class and straight away they go." <gasps> Oh, I didn't know it'd be like that. So, yeah. what do you expect it to be like? Yeah, it's going to be easy. They watch it on TV, don't they? Yeah. they think, oh, I could do that. That's why I love, oh, that's what I love on, on Twitter. You know, when someone loses a fight and all the fans on Twitter are going, oh, well, he should have done that. He yeah. didn't. He's crap. Yeah. He's this. You sit back and think, how could, you know, I've me too. I've me too. Yeah. I've me too. Who is the most talented fighter that you have been in the ring with? Now, it doesn't. And let me tell you this now. Talented fighter. Um, Talented, yep. talented fighter, talented fighter, Junior Witter. Talented really? fighter, talented really? Yeah, the talented Junior fighter. Junior Witter, talented, talented. Do you think Junior Witter fulfilled his um, destiny? You know what? Mm, he, he had a fantastic career, but he didn't fulfill it. He could have, you know, there was a few more fights he could have fought. You don't mm. think? Mm. Oh, without a doubt, would have been nice if he take on Atten as well. <laughs> yeah, that was the one that got away, wasn't it? You know it? what? It's, well, there's a few that got away, but when I say that, I think to myself, you know what? It's just a shame 
it's just a shame that at the time there's a there's a there's a discussion that I'd love to have as regards boxing and that, but I think we should have it at another time. Because at the end of the day, what you've got to remember is there were so many talented fighters back then that could have been chosen. And that's what they did. They chose you. You were chosen. Um, at the end of the day, it wasn't about your talent. It wasn't about your ability. It was sometimes about your sellability and your likability. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. Um, yeah. it's like, don't get me wrong. I'll say, you know, Billy Schwer? Yeah, Billy Schwer. Good fighter. Good fighter. Um, earned his, earned everything that he's um, got, which is fair enough. Yeah, British like a Euro European yeah. IBM champion. Yeah, Luton boy. Yep, like, but more than anything, likable, and certain people liked him, so certain people gave him more of an opportunity. Mm. Um, with all due respect, um, let's just say it as it is, England always wanted a great white hope, mm. and I don't say it in a um, thing is in a racial sense or a nasty sense i'm saying it as it is mm. england always wanted a great white hope i'll tell you what watch this controversial one i'd like to know and people what it is is people don't like to talk the truth because they're scared that they might not get a handshake or a picture of somebody yeah. okay one fight that always rankled me henry wharton versus fidel castro smith from the now from Henry was from Leeds, Fidel was from Nottingham, Sheffield. But what always got now that there was a fight that personally, when anybody's asked me about who I thought was the winner or who I thought deserved anything, I've always said personally, I think the way the fight went, it should have been a draw. They should have both taken the titles back, and then if they want to fight again, they can or they can go the separate ways. Hmm. But the way that Fidel Castro Smith was treated after that. I'll tell you what is it still breaks my heart today because you know something that would have been life changing for that gentleman yeah. would have been life changing yeah. and yeah. to think that to think that a semi dodgy decision by a referee or the judges has um, affected him in such a way is um, it's shocking because yeah. really and truly you see it too much in Fidel, boxing, imagine oh well well I lost I lost money this weekend um, like. I'll always, I'll always back sentimentally British boxers, mm. but I'm not stupid. No. You know what I mean? I, um, at the end of the day, to tell you the truth, there's a kid. There were two, two kids. I'll tell you what. I, I bet that. I'll say it as it is. I bet that Mark Leach would beat Kez Ashfak, mm -hmm. even though Kez is from Leeds. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I studied the form. I studied them both, and I thought, you know what? I think that Mark Leach might just, just at this moment in time, have too much for him. I think too much. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Um, and I also backed Tefilio Lopez to beat Lomachenko. So I got a double there. Yep. But I also did another bet with them three that involved Luis Ritson and Vasquez. Mm -hmm. And if that one would have come through, because I had him as an accumulator, um, that if that one would have come through, I'd have had three figures. Yeah. It's not a lot of money, but I didn't put a lot, I didn't put a lot of money on. Yeah. But I'd have had three figures now for that inept judging. As far as I'm concerned, I thought that Vasquez... Well won the fight. Oh, totally. I did. Totally. And that's, totally and that's nothing against um, Ritson because I'd, I'd love to have seen Ritson. Yeah, it's not um, personal, is it? It's just is, what happens. You know, it's not a personal no, thing. my opinion. Mm, exactly. No, not at all. Yeah. And um, it's like I've turned around and said, there's plenty of Leeds people that um, they're not, 
big fans of mine because I tell the truth. Mm. You know what I mean? They'll, they'll turn around and talk about a certain fight and I'll say, mm, tell you what you do, do me a favour. Say, what's that? Look at his record before you go telling me that he's the next coming of Mike Tyson or mm. Muhammad Ali. Mm. Just look at his record. And when you look at his record, don't look at his side of the record. Look at his opponents yeah. and then tell me about it. Yeah. And then they'll turn around and say, oh, he ain't even had a win. I'll say, that's right. Mm. Um, his boxing kid who hasn't had a win, who hasn't come to win, mm. who wants to be out next week mm. um, and... Da, 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 da. And that's not knocking the journeyman because the journeyman just goes, listen, I'll turn up, I'll perform. Yeah. Um, and But what I do like is the sort of journeyman like, um, or well-travelled man, yeah. like, um, you know, Elvis Doobie. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. He's mm. still trying, he's still trying to bang him out. You know what I mean? <laughs> 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 I'll tell you, he's going to like... be banging me out in a bit. Um, Donovan Smiley, because... Uh, oh, God. <laughs> Donovan's funny tell Donovan ask Donovan say Donovan I've heard that you had to avoid Nick Manners like the plague oh, <laughs> we're supposed to be interviewed I said to him uh, he, he keeps messaging me actually I'll put it on the radio I said oh we'll be, we won't be there <laughs> you'll have, you have, you have to change it another time now what you uh... no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna okay. Nick, yeah, Nick can ring him Listen, Nick I, can ring him and say I'm sorry I'm mate I'm up you know Av <laughs> and then, okay, I, remember, I, went, I went, yo, listen, you heard this, you heard that I got an interview, so you've been harassing the radio people. He went, no, no, they room me. I went, stop talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> Should we ring him in? Should, and we, him on. Should we ring him in, see oh, if he answers? Yeah. Shall we? Shall bring we? him in. Should we try and bring him in? <laughs> I said, I've texted, I said, Donovan's still on, uh, uh, Nick's still on. Let me see, if he answers, he'll probably ignore me now, he'll be annoyed with me. He won't, he won't. Yeah, let's get him on. He'll be sat, he'll be doing his makeup and everything. Yeah, let's get him on, let's get him on. <laughs> and see if he answers. I love Donovan. Donovan's been on. He's been out of the gym as well. You know, he's looking in good no, shape as well. Very nice man. Yeah, very very guy. nice. Yeah. Lovely guy. Lovely. Christian, a Christian man as well. You know. Yeah. No, he's a really lovely guy. Actually, he's a really lovely guy. But um, oh, I think he's answered. His, is that Donovan? Yeah. yeah. Hello, Donovan. It's Lakey. Sorry, mate. I've still got Nick on. We're still recording the show. We're live. Well, we're not live. We're recording the show. I've got yeah, Arvin. Yeah, Queen on. Yeah, Queen Lakey. <laughs> <laughs> but I've got Nick on What's well. Donovan? <laughs> who's that? What well, Donovan? What do you mean, who's that? This is the... Oh, Nick, what's happening, man? It's a two-way line. Yeah, I've yeah, got man. everybody on. Cause... Yeah, what's happening, Four-way. man? Four-way. Yeah, man. Donovan. <laughs> I said to I said oh, to Nick I said I said Donovan's going to be smarting soon I said I I said I, I, I promise I keep saying tomorrow I'll ring you shortly I'll ring you shortly and because uh, Nick we've been going how long have we been going for now boys about an hour and forty minutes <laughs> no kidding we've been, we've been talking now <laughs> uh, uh, and I said I'm going to ring Donovan I said I've got to bring him in I said because uh, I said he's, he's waiting around two hours I thought we're only two minutes yeah no hour yeah, and forty Nick Nick you've been talking for about two we haven't even got past the first chapter yet. You, you haven't even heard about the, the 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 episode when I was I was accused of being a racist by Chris Sanigar and Tony Borg and Lee Selby's team. It was all over BBC Radio Wales that I was a racist because apparently two sheep were found um, running around the press conference when we boxed um, Lee Selby, and they blamed it for me. And I just said, "Listen." Are you telling me I'm racist because there was two white sheep and not a black sheep? Make it call me back. Call me back, I'll call, I'll call you back, mate. I'll call you back. Yeah. Thank you, mate. But, but, uh, listen, yeah. I'll tell you what. I'm. We're going to have to do a part two to me and that, and we'll get yeah. Donovan on because Donovan, obviously. Listen, I'm too big a personality to be next to Donovan. 
You know what I mean? Tell Donovan that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, there's, yeah. there's, there's only room for one. <laughs> I'll call you back. I'll call you back. I don't think he could hear us. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no. Well, we are going to have to go, though, Nick, because we are kind of out of time, and I've got, no. to, I've got to ring Donovan back as well. Bless Listen, him, so. I'll tell you what, Ricky, I really appreciate you calling, and I'll tell you something. Let me tell you something now. You haven't even touched the iceberg yet because we've got the stories of um, Josh Warrington, yeah. um, the Leeds United effect, the arenas, going yeah. to Germany. Um, like We went to Germany with Josh, um, boxing Carl Frampton and how we dealt with um, Frampton and Jamie Moore. And, because Jamie Moore is a, um, a good trainer, an yeah. established trainer. Yeah, yeah. Um, Nigel Havers and this, Nigel, whatever his name is, um, Travis and all them, they're good experienced people and they were just coming up against Sean, Papa Sean, myself, Team Warrior and um, they were always telling us about how experienced they are, this, that and the other and we were just saying, well, with all that experience, don't you feel a bit worn out? Don't you think we've had your time? Because there's a new kid in town and he happens to be fresh and wants what you've got and we're coming to take it. Simple. Yeah. Um, fantastic. But if you can... At some point in time, God's willing, hopefully we'll continue a part two because Mr. Manners yeah. does have the gift of the gap. Yeah, no, I've noticed, yeah, I haven't noticed that. No, we'll, definitely do, that. we'll definitely do the, yeah. the part two. And I, um, I, no, I, think like good. I think, yeah, oh, it's, been, it's, been, it's been brilliant. I've loved it. I absolutely loved every minute of it. But I hope so because, you know, I know I chat and chat and that, but you know something, I love the boxing. I love the idea of um, us guys being able to talk and talk freely and talk right and, yeah. you know what I mean? That's what and I think you guys have got a good format. Yeah, good exactly, format. Exactly why we're doing it. It's just like I say, we're not we're not here to to do interviews like the old fashioned interview, you know, this, that, and the other. It's just yeah. literally chatting, just have a chat, yeah, chatting about mm. the sport, chatting about something we all love, and uh, yeah, just yeah, making it a bit of fun. But the show runs for a two hours, and uh, we're we're almost up to two. We've got about fifteen minutes, and I've still got to add music. Listen, into this I interview. hope you can get. <laughs> Yeah, I hope you can get some decent content out of it anyway. Oh, you know what I mean? there's, you loads, know, there's loads. We, I'll, you know I, I mean? should we'll play the whole thing raw, mate. As, I'm still recording it. No, nobody, will, for, nobody will wait around for two hours for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think everybody will be like, click off, off, off. But listen, Ricky, yeah. let me know how it goes and that. And um, if anything, phone Donovan, because Donovan will be fucking crying there. He'll be like, what about me? I'll call him now. I'll call him back now. Yeah. But no worries. Okay, then. All right, have, mate. Listen. Respect you and thank you very much for having me on the show. And I'll tell you something I wish you a <laughs> Richie <laughs> I just heard you last message. <laughs>